feel like I need snacks. You need snacks? I always need snacks. We should have Pencast snacks. We got some pumpkins over there. Ew! Candy pumpkins that are like two months old now. No. Do you legitimately want to go get snacks? No, 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 no. It would be inappropriate. There's nothing that you can eat quietly or not disgustingly. That's true. Yeah, nope. I will forego snacks. I will just... Drink coffee. Drink coffee, yeah. All right, when in doubt. All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 71 of the Good Day Pencast, where fountain pens are still a thing. I am Brian Goulet. I'm Drew Brown. And we are here from Goulet Pens to deliver this casual and informal, tangential and extraneous, superfluous and extemporaneous fountain pen show, where we talk about what's going on at the Goulet Pen Company and in our fountain pen lives. In today's show, we're going to be talking about removing paper fibers from your nib, Pens inspired by our favorite movies and TV shows. Getting a little creative. Uh, Our top five pocket pens in ascending order. Five up to one. Very specific request that we had. And we're going to do it. Uh, Favorite inks for the winter holiday season. Whatever this is that we're in. Which carb food that we would eat if we could only have one carb? Threw a fun one in there for don't this think, week. Don't think we've ever been asked that before. So, yeah. Uh, we're going to be spotlighting our new exclusive, the Visconti Opera Master Combustion. We got some beautiful holiday sweaters to show off. I swear, we didn't even talk about this ahead of time. We might have mentioned like, oh, yeah, let's try to wear sweaters. You I know, wear, I in wear general, one almost like, every day this month. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm already getting a little warm. So, I was fine last time, but this time... I'm already feeling it. I think it's a lot warmer day that, today. That, that's a legit. That was like this your like, first legit holiday sweater. This is the one that kicked it off for yeah. me. And then it, I once I had this, I was like, I kind of dig this. I dig this vibe. This 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 pattern hides a lot of my shapes. Hides the shapes. I mean, it I is shapes. Don't it's a want lot of people, shapes in that pattern. Well, the shapes distract from. But this is this my is, from my shapes. This is a legit sweater. Like <laughs> this is a, this is a knitted sweater. It is, and it's yeah. it's legitimately warm. But you know what? I'm gonna power through. But uh, anyway, we look good. That's what is the season. Uh, we so anyway, we got sweaters to show off, and uh, we got some turkey hammocking nonsense. So it'll be a good time had by all, us especially. And we're gonna start it off with feedback. You know, Brian, I was thinking, uh, having you know a few comments about the length of that one two hour and forty five minute pencast. Yeah, how about when that? you when you came up with the intro for the pencast? Mm-hmm. extemporaneous and all that. Yeah. Like, you had no idea that we'd ever do something like that. Or maybe you did. I didn't know where it was going to go. Because that, that was back when it was just an hour every episode. I mean, what is it? What was the shortest one we ever did? Like, like 50 minutes. Okay. that's That feels like impossible. Right, but that's what this is. So when you came up with all those words to put at the beginning of every pen cast, it's almost yeah. like you had this foresight that one day it was going to become some... I knew, I knew where things were headed. ...monstrosity. Well, that's what happened with, Q, <laughs> that's what happened with Q&A. Ah. Over the whatever, how many, 280 or whatever that's we did. That's right, that's right. Um, yeah, it started off as like 30 minutes answering 20 questions or something. And it turned into like an hour and a half of me answering like four questions. So, so, you, you just, so. It's, it's self-actualization. A little bit. Excellent. A little bit. All right. When we're not trying to be short on time, I find we go long, especially the two of us. Yeah. Because we banter like we're doing right now. Anyway, the next bit of banter comes to us from <laughs> J.S. Matlock on YouTube. And mm. J.S. says, when Drew mentioned King Toot, I suddenly became eight years old again and got a fit full of the giggles. You are not alone, my friend. Mm-hmm. That was funny. Nice. Greg Worthen, 4562, says, oh, speaking of which, the Visconti Tutankhamen sarcophagus mm. 
would make an excellent gravy boat. Hey. And it comes with a free pen because we were talking about how... It would hold gravy. Well, I was talking about how you needed okay. a more prestigious gravy boat for this legendary family gravy recipe. And you were I mean, like, yeah, you know, it's fine. And I'm we, like, did, we did get a gravy boat, by the way. <gasps> you did? It arrived. Yeah, Rachel ordered it. Yeah, it came in. What? It's a boat for gravy. It does kind it, it does kind of look like, Is like, it like a Viking ship. Yes. Like it's very Viking ship shaped. Excellent. Good. All right. That pleases not me. Not intentionally. It's not like a theme. No, no, no. But, but it needs to. Bit. It needs but to be. I'll try to take a picture of it. I don't. I, I don't have a picture of it on my phone. So we need to see your gravy boat. Bro. I'll have to remember it and then upload it before we edit this thing. That's fine. I need I'm to... making no promises. But if there is a picture of it, as we're talking about it here, you will know. Brian remembered to include the picture. So anyway, there you go. Who Amazing. cares? Who cares about my gravy boat? I don't know. Y'all, <laughs> whatever. Drew does apparently. I did. I respect the family recipe, and it needs to be. The gravy is what matters. Celebrated, yes. The, the vehicle, the the delivery vehicle, does not matter so much. Oh, anyway. all right. But it should it should do it justice. Anyway, Stephen Prusinski asks <laughs> or says, "Fellas, episode number one hundred needs to be very special. Do mm. you have any special plans or ideas for the magic pencast number one hundred? No. When would that be? We when don't know." Uh, we don't even know it. Like we don't even know. I didn't even know what episode it was until we sat we down. And we did we didn't script. do anything special for fifty. We didn't. We talked about maybe doing something special, but uh, we talked about it. We did not. So we can talk about doing something special and then not. But we were still like hybrid, remote, whatever at that time. Yeah, so it was like a little weird. But I mean, we could, I don't know. What would we do? The Hot Ones Challenge. We should do an. We should do an extended episode for number one hundred. Oh God, you're we should kill answer, me. We should answer a hundred questions. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. It'll be a four day live stream. And we'll just drink coffee the entire time. I do that we, already, and I still we, don't have the energy for that. We will just literally record the pencast until we collapse oh, from exhaustion oh, and God, just no. pass out. Mm-mm. That sounds fun. I don't know. Have y'all have ideas? I mean, what is it? Episode 71? So it's what? Over half a year before we're going to get to 100. Yeah. So we got time. But it'll feel like it arrived quickly. It will once we're at 98. Yeah. And we're like, oh, crap. We didn't yep. think of anything for 100. That. Yes. And then we can recall this clip right now and be like, oh, yeah. Remember we said we might do something for 100? Totally didn't do that. Yep. Anyway, that's more likely to happen. That sounds about right. We got some cool ideas, maybe. Yeah. I like the 100 questions thing, though. We're not going to do that. But we might. But we won't. Anyway, uh, I got some feedback, too. Lots of positive comments about the improved audio which we then subsequently changed. <laughs> we changed Slightly. the setup a little bit, a little bit. We got a separate, I'm not going to get all into details, but we're trying. I think we have a setting on the camera too that's going to help with that. Yeah. Um, but ultimately what we've determined is Brian moves his hands around too much when he talks. And because of the like limiter that we have in the software, it's basically, um, yeah, it's been. When it hears a peak, it kind of cuts out for a few seconds. Yeah, it like, like dampens kind of the whole yeah. audio. So while I'm talking and moving my hands and like hitting the table and touching the mic and stuff like that, it's, it's making my audio go down. So it's it's not me moving away from the mic. It's not any of that. It's literally just the software trying to compensate for my gregarious hand movements. and uh, Gesticulatory. I've been this way my entire life, and it's not going to change. So as much as I try to think about it for two straight hours, I literally just can't, especially when I'm talking. It's just my hands just move. It happens. I'll try. I'll try. But thank you for the positive feedback. But I'm glad it's better, and we're going to get there even more. So we did get some feedback too about like the arm was like really obnoxious and blocking a lot of my face. So we tried a different arm setup. So I don't know. We'll try. We'll keep going. Apparently I have special needs when it comes to audio. But next feedback we have is from Throttle 101. Brian always seems to be in a good mood. What happens when he gets angry? 
Um, <laughs> so, oh, we have like yeah, this, this, nested feedback this, here. This sparked a conversation. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so AB create with me 5660 says blue Hulk, <laughs> that makes which I sense. think would look pretty awesome. <laughs> I could see that. Um, that's a good meme fodder right there. Um, let's see here. Sterine Frazier 9560 says, I'm thinking he goes into the woods and makes something. Can't picture him being very angry. LOL. It's true. I don't genuinely get angry very you, much. You have gone out in the woods to take out some stress though. Yeah, I do, but it's less less like oh, I have pent up anger. I need no to more. Destroy you need things. to decompress. Yeah, it's yeah. like I need to like spend time in nature and like and destroy it. Not think about yeah. well, you know, just it's, yeah. <laughs> I, I also I also enhance it. You know, it's a symbiotic relationship. Um, but uh, this is this is the the good one here. Kasek says he has a kind of dad energy that makes me think he doesn't get angry. He just gets disappointed. Yes, you have nailed it. Yes, that is a hundred percent. Most of the time, I'm not angry. I'm intense. Yeah, I've, have, I've, I've seen you. I've seen I have you. Strong be, feelings. Yeah, I've seen you be intensely disappointed before. Yes, that's um, a good way to put it. And it's and most it's, of the time it's at myself. Like it's usually directed because like I'm disappointed that, uh, at the situation. Or I, I I take a lot of personal responsibility, but it often comes across as me being like disappointed or upset with others. So I usually have to apologize and disclaim and be like, no, 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 it's not about you at all. Even if it was something that like happened and somebody else was involved. I'm like, no, I'm actually not upset at you. Like my kids, like with the socks all over the house. It's like, I'm not really upset at your kids. Like, it's really not a big deal. But I'm, I'm upset because I have clutter all over the house. I want that to be better. My kids are reflecting the very same blind spots that I have in myself. And it's just a mirror oh. that reflects my own shortcomings. That's what I'm actually you have just upset up. about and disappointed. You that's just a, a lot to yeah, communicate no, that, in the moment. <laughs> Such a parenting norm. That's, right? that's everything our kids do. Like it's yeah. all a reflection of us. Yeah, like, exactly. All of exactly. it. Exactly. So, but there are times when genuinely, like, I haven't done anything wrong. This is my kids being, like, not knowing how to be humans. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> and needing to be told, you know, uh, what's what's what. Yeah. So, the, the, but no, he definitely does not get angry. No, very very rarely. Like genuine. I've angry. never. Yeah. No. It's not rare. not a thing. Pretty rare. Um. Bart Grossman, 9361, says, pants are called pants because... Oh, we talked about this last time. Yeah, right. like, why are pants... Because you were like, why, are, why is it a pair? Why is it a pair? And then right. I was like, why are pants pants in shorts or shorts? Like, why aren't pants called longs? Right. Right? Um, so anyway, Bart Grossman says, pants are called pants because historically they weren't a single garment, but were two pieces that joined at the waist. What, like chaps? I guess so. Like separate legs yeah. that you would then tie together with a belt? I guess so. That seems... Interesting. I guess before you had like well, good that, ways of like stitching, you know, sort of. I well, don't know. without having to, it, it's much more complicated to sew the rest of the garments. If you just do yeah. legs, that's just two tubes. Yeah. So it's I probably, guess that's easier to make, like, yeah, manufacturing wise. Yeah, but it's not like covering your most precious cargo, right? Well, I like, think I think there was actually another comment that mentioned this, uh, and they said that it was worn under like a toga or a. Uh, you know, oh, so uh, you had like some other dress dress covering, yeah. that would just generally cover your shape, yeah. But for for but then for jobs and activities that required leg protection, yeah. If I'm like trekking through the trekking on. through the woods, like a toga is yeah. not going to cut it, right? Okay, so you have general on. protection over your your goods, your, your, bits, your bits and pieces, yeah. But pants would be separate. Interesting, I didn't know that. And you'd need to have a pair of them, a pair of yeah. pants. And then you join them together and you just kept calling, we just kept calling them pants, I guess. There Interesting. Go. Well, there you go. Thank you, Bargo. Yeah, we always learn. We always, whenever we, we claim ignorance, we always have the support oh. of our 
pen friends out we're there. mostly spewing ignorance. Don't be fooled. Um, most of what you hear here, you should be like, is that really true? I'm skeptical. <laughs> um, these are just two guys talking. Anyway, um, we know about pen stuff, but most other things. It's, it's not pen stuff. Us. Yeah, not pants. Um, and then I had this feedback. Jen was telling me about this earlier. I don't know who it was from. But she was like, we had a very impassioned feedback from a customer that came up about argon gas, which I use for welding. So you get welding shielding yeah, gas. Yeah, we talked about that in helium. So the, yeah. So apparently argon gas, I, I know this, is, is heavier than oxygen. It's heavier than air. So argon will sink. So apparently if, you're, if you don't have good ventilation and you're welding with argon gas and you're breathing it in, it can like sit in your lungs and it, it can just build up over time just in your lungs. And that's very dangerous. So mm. just somebody very adamant about making sure that I'm watching out. I mean, I'm not welding really all that much and I'm cognizant of that. Most, a lot of times I'm welding outside as well, but there are times when I do it inside. And I, it, it was a good reminder for me to be very cognizant of the ventilation, not just because of like fumes and stuff from the actual welding process, but the, the shielding gas. So not breathing in argon and filling up my lungs with non-oxygen. So there you go. good reminder. Stay away from argon. Yep. Unless you're welding and then just do the proper things. Okay. Anyway, welding is incredibly dangerous by the way, but it's super cool. Uh, let's move it on to new stuff. All right. A little we, light on the new stuff today. We're a little lighter. Yeah. And that's yeah. fine. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. Um, this is a busy time of year for us. We've got, we got a lot of good things going on. Uh, we have a few uh, few launches. So I got a couple of uh, long-awaited things to talk about. One of them is um, hailing from France, the ST DuPont Defi. That's right. I mean, we are, we've been up for debate. Like, is it Defi, Defi, you know? Um, but I think Defi is more the... Slightly more of the French way to pronounce it. Um, So anyway, this is a, a, I'll call it a more affordable, more introductory level. You could call it most affordable. Well, maybe not. I don't know if it's the most Do they still have that uh, initial D? Is that still a thing? I don't know if they still have that. The D initial? We never carried it. So so basically there was a previous version of a more intro level Mm -hmm. uh, DuPont pen that we never picked up because we just, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't love it. Uh, And so... We were waiting that we, we heard that they were going to do this one and we saw samples of it a while ago. They had some delays and stuff. They've had a lot of uh, delays uh, manufacturing in France with just COVID impact and stuff like that. But um, it's finally here. And uh, so it's a pretty cool pen. It's a hooded nib, which you don't see on a lot of pens. Um, the fit and finish on this pen is pretty awesome. It's a, all machine, very like it's very European, very French. Um, so lots of cool angles and just things like that. Like clearly the aesthetic design is something very thoughtful for them. Um, so they have, they actually have in five colors. We're carrying not all of them, uh, three colors. Which ones are we carrying? I think we are carrying five. Mystery. No, there's the black and the blue ones you mentioned. I don't think we're carrying. Oh, really? Let me get straight on that. I think we have all five. We definitely have all five. Shiny black. Shiny. Oh, you're right. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We I think maybe initially we were not going to carry them all, but I guess apparently we did. Yeah, so, two shinies, two, three matte. Mm-hmm, yep. So, you know, a couple of brighter colors. Got a red and orange. And then some and more And it's a matte orange, colors. too. It's a really cool orange. You don't see a lot of matte orange. No, but it's red. It's it's pretty cool. The orange stands out to me as one of them. The red's more of like a coral. It's got a little bit of pink to it. Yeah. It's not not like a, you know, blood red. Um, but personally, I mean, the, the blue is like a deep navy blue. So my favorite of the bunch is actually the matte black. Um, actually taking one of those for myself uh so been nib nooking it and you know playing around with it and stuff um so uh it's 316 dollars. so still it's, it's up there it's up there for, but for i will tags, say but. that for a sub 500 ST dupont which mm. are few and far between mm-hmm. 
and have it still feel like you're getting an ST DuPont uh, yeah. in terms of weight and build quality. Same and just and feel, the, the yeah. way it like the cap clicks together yeah, and stuff feel, like that. It, you're going to get it in your hand. You're not going to be like, oh, this doesn't feel like $300. Right, right. I don't, it, I don't think so anyway. I think it, it, it feels like an appropriate lower price for the quality comparison yeah, to the line. And it's a, it's an SD DuPont. Honestly, if yeah. you had like an $80 SD DuPont, that's, that's it, suspicious. It would, it would, yeah. Yeah. It would feel like an $80, you know, whatever. Um, so it's a medium nib only. Uh, I found it to be, you know, pretty medium in terms of wetness, very, very smooth nib. Um, but it's not like a total gusher, no like crazy stuff going on with the grind or anything like that. Um, nice all around pen. It's maybe, maybe even a little bit on the finer side. I was using it mostly with Noodler's Black, which is what I use for our Nib Nook tool. Um, so we'll have that loaded on here by the time you guys watch this. We'll have it loaded so you can compare it to other pens out there. Um, but good all around writing pen. The grip is a little bit awkward, I will say. I you know, don't hold the grip of this pen on the grip. I don't, I don't grip this pen on the grip. I grip it yeah, behind the grip. Yeah. It's not going to be for everybody. I mean, you'll look at it and you'll be like, yeah, that seems a little odd. So yeah. you might know if it's good for you because it's got a, it's a slick metal grip. The grip is relatively short and it's got a pretty strong taper. Yeah. Um, and I, a pretty pronounced step. I well. hang on to it above the taper, which yeah. I've, I've found that I do that on a lot of pens. Yeah. You really hold your pens back. I really do. Times. Maybe it's I was, because, I was writing with my, uh, Pro Gear Slim and yeah. I hold it on top of the threads. Yeah, I hold my like pen straight up on it. Yeah, I hold my pen right there. Yeah, okay. And I mean, it's got a pretty short grip section. It does. So. It does. But like, yeah, that that doesn't bother me. I, yeah, I those know. threads are pretty shallow. So the the Defi is magnetic cap. So most yeah. pens with magnetic caps, you're going to have a pretty pronounced step. Yep. So that's something to be aware of. Me personally, I end up holding it like my my middle finger, maybe a little bit of my pointers, like on the the grip part, and my thumb is like up on the body of the pen. So I kind of use the step almost as like a, a placeholder. Hmm, like a perch. Yeah, like a little perch. Hmm. So, but even still, it's like if I was writing for a really long session, it would probably start to slip around a little bit because it's yeah. got that slick metal thing. So, yeah. but because of the metal, the, the magnetic, you know, kind of enclosure thing, it's like nice for like quick capping. And yeah, capping it's a solid thing. magnet too. It's not a finicky really magnet. We're like, all right, where does it want to cap? No, it's thunk. No, it thunks on yeah. it. Yeah, so pretty solid. So anyway, go check it out if you're interested in that. At least go look at it because it's a, Aesthetically, it's a very beautiful pen. Uh, then the other one I got to show you is one we're actually going to be featuring today in the spotlight. This is an exclusive of ours with Visconti that we've been working on for a while. Um, this is with a Carolina Jonathan Brooks uh, resin. So this is, uh, you know, uh, a custom resin, basically, uh, that uh, we had done up specifically for this pen. And uh, it looks pretty rad. Yes. So it's like a deep reddish, blackish, sparkly it's this is a gorgeous pen. Really cool. We got some translucency to it, so you'll be able to see a little bit of the ink through it. It's pretty neat. Um, so go check out. We got some good pictures on our site, and obviously we'll be talking about it later in this broadcast as well. Um, it's got ruthenium trim with an 18 karat nib, an extra fine, fine, medium, broad, and a 1.3 millimeter stub. And then we put the double reservoir power filler and a hook safe lock, which I'm excited about because most of the other uh, it's an Opera Master too. I don't think I mentioned the actual model of the pen. So it's a pretty big pen, but most of the other Opera Masters that we've done in the past have been threaded, not hook safe. Definitely the exclusives like that we've thread, done. The exclusives, because yeah. that's usually what's been available. So yeah. the fact we could do a hook safe on this one, I was like, yes. So we got those available now. You can go check them out. We're only doing 88 pens. So it's it's pretty limited, but it's not like, I mean, it depends on the price range where it's not like it's going to sell out this week or anything. We'll have them for a little while, but not forever. So go check it out. And if you're interested, put it on your list. And uh, now Drew's going to tell us about another expensive pen. Drew? Yes. Um, so 
It's not every day that a newly manufactured celluloid fountain pen becomes available, but today is that like day. Like a real celluloid. Yes, legit Italian the, celluloid. The real deal. So this is coming to us from Montegrappa. They are releasing a series of pens called the Venetia. And in four colors, we've got the dark blue, glittering blue, lapis lazuli, and pearl gray, which I keep mm. wanting to call earl gray, but it's put pearl gray. Earl gray. Um, so these are less than $1,000. They're 900 bucks a piece, which, again, for... You can't get celluloid for under a thousand right. in any pen. So these days. with a gold nib, Italian celluloid, and you know an Italian pen, it's also a U.S. exclusive. Like this is a pretty cool thing to have happen. Yeah, it's, it's been a neat. while. I think the last time we did see a uh, true celluloid pen come through here, it was a Montegrappa. Uh, they've had a few here and there. Yeah, but it, they, it, have, it, they, they have a. St- they have. St- I mean, we went to tour their factory. They showed us where they have the celluloid. They have, well, what to us seemed like. A decent amount of celluloid, but I know in, in their minds, it's not much. No, well, if you if, to us, it was like, oh, my gosh, a whole room. But then when you think about how much celluloid stock there is in the world, that's like... That's like most of it. It's like a precious, <laughs> tiny little treasure. Yeah, they're, so, really, they're really not making it anymore. So yeah. having the opportunity to stock some true celluloid fountain pens, um, which is a rare material, not mm-hmm. easy to work with anymore, not being produced anymore... Uh, it's a good opportunity both for us to offer it and for you to acquire it if you are uh, finding that to be in your bullseye. So yeah. and if you don't know, like, pens. yeah, and if you don't know, like, why, who cares about celluloid? I mean, most people don't, right? It's it's one of those things that, like, if you're really, 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 it depends. Yeah, it won't make your writing experience pieces. better. No, not not at all. I mean, it's a the, rare material. The only it's a rare material, so you get some, and the, the colors and stuff themselves are pretty unique yeah. and hard to emulate with other materials. Yeah, but the, the designs, the color, the depth, mm-hmm. it has a finish that is you know it hasn't yet been truly replicated. Yeah, and and it feels sort of like ebonite or like the you know like the Visconti lava, where it's it's um uh it can uh, sort of absorb some of your hand oils and stuff. So to me, like I have really oily hands, so I notice it you know pretty pretty. Substantially, That's interesting. yeah, I haven't, like, I haven't noticed that. Yeah, like when I'm holding a pen that has like the true celluloid, because it's it's a it's a natural material. It's a cellulose based material, mm-hmm. just like ebonite is a natural material. That lava resin, it's it's got you know rock, so it uh, it will sort of wick away some of the moisture in your hands and give you a little bit firmer grip. So That's cool. It's subtly, it feels a little bit different in your hand, but also I find when I'm writing with it for longer and usually my fingers get a little oily and a little sweatier and, and all that, I gain I, I a little bit more of a grip. So very specialized thing that not everybody will appreciate, but for those that do, you know, like true celluloid is, is something cool. All right. That's what we got for new stuff now. Be sure to check our website. We have coming soon, new arrivals, all that stuff on our site. And uh, we're coming out with new stuff all the time. But uh, now it's time to get into the meat of the program. Questions and answers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our friend Karis is right. emailing us today uh, with a photograph. Hello. Karis has a Visual pen. aid. Yes, Karis has a pen, and uh, we'll put that up for you to see so okay. that we can all diagnose Karis's issue mm. together. Okay. Ha! Karis says, please see attached photo. This is a general question as it seems to be to apply to every pen and paper type I use. The paper fibers that get stuck in the nib. What is the best way to remove them? I've tried wiping the nib on a paper towel, which helps sometimes, and tried picking them out with my fingernails, usually resulting in getting ink everywhere. Mm -hmm. I get these fibers all the time on many different types of papers. Looks like they have Mm -hmm. a uh, tool pen right there, and Mm -hmm. you can see that it is full of chunk and funk from the pen and the paper. Yeah, it's got a big old... Dangly, a little globulous yeah. bit of sadness on there. Doesn't look like a nib creep thing. I mean, that's definitely paper fiber. It's yeah, like you can see in there. It's, it's flowing. 
Yeah. What can Karis do, Brian? So I'll, I'll kind of take this question in two parts here. So Karis, the answer to all your problems here is a brass sheet. Um, literally, it's just a very, very thin sheet of brass. And it's brass specifically because brass is a softer metal than in this, in this case, what you're dealing with stainless steel. But it's, it's, it's pretty soft. It's not going to, unless you like scratch it with the corner of the brass, you could do some damage. But, but basically, you're going to be able to floss the tines without, you know, without really affecting the nib itself. Um, but basically, you take the corner of that brass, you put it up near the, the breather hole. And you kind of get that corner down in there, slide it all the way down, and it just drags all that fiber straight out of the nib. And it's going to write fantastic after yeah. that. So that really is the best way to do it. That's yeah, you could also go in from the back if you want to go in from the feed side. You can kind of get the corner up that yeah. way. Um, if, if, all your, yeah, if all your stuff is caught like right at the tip, that's another good way to do yeah. it. Yeah, then you don't have to worry about you know, potentially scratching. The yeah. I usually go from under. That's, that's true. That's a good point. Just because I don't want to mess with the face of the nib at all. That's a good And point. there's usually nothing back there anyway. Yeah. I guess if you have like, if it's, if it's been happening for a long time and you got like yeah. kind of junk that's been built or if, it, or if it's there. not fibers, fibers are going to be up front, but if you've got yeah. some other funky crust in there, then that could be everywhere. Yeah. I do the, I go in through the breather hole, like you suggested, mm-hmm. if my nib is off the feed for sure. Okay, Cause right. you know, why not, you know, right, easy, right. easy access for sure. Yeah. But, um, that, I mean, that, that more or less is your answer. But what I am curious about, though, is the fact that you said that it happens on like every pen and paper type you use. That is a little bit unusual. Did you say every pen and paper type? In the beginning of the question, yeah, I had to, I had to kind of reread it. Oh, it seems it to seems apply to, to, every... to every pen and paper type I use. Oh, that is interesting. I remember the paper part, but the pen part. Ooh, Karis, you've got our brains wrinkling. Yeah, I mean, this is something that's not unusual to happen. With one pen? Yeah, I mean, usually when this happens, I'm thinking maybe the the tines are not quite adjusted or maybe it wasn't, you know, when it was initially ground, it wasn't like polished on just the little mm-hmm. the inside of that tip just a bit, which, you know, we do have some tools that can help with that. There's there's ways that you can kind of account for that. Yeah, so if you've got some tines and you've got one tine lower than the other ones, when you're going that way, it's going to be pretty smooth. But if you go this way, yeah, this tine is going to be... It's gonna it's gonna drag a little bit, dragging, and yeah. it's gonna bring up those paper chunks. Yeah, especially with a stainless steel nib because it's a little stiffer than gold. Yeah, so you usually. would just you would just need yeah. to kind of whoop, pop them up so they're yeah not misaligned anymore. But on every pen, yeah. So that's so are interesting. all of Karis's pens so misaligned. This to me is like uh, to really like diagnose this more. We'd have to get more information because I'm thinking there could be something with writing pressure. If you're writing with a lot of pressure, then you can actually be like flexing those tines apart Mm -hmm. especially if you're doing it on the the cross stroke Yeah, you can definitely misalign your pen if you write with a lot of pressure and at an angle yeah one of those tines is going to compensate for that weight by moving and the other one's not going to be moving so i would say you know making sure that you're not using any more pressure than is necessary to get the ink flowing um also you know the steeper you hold your pen the more likely that is to happen because i think most you know, nib folks and pen people, they're grind they're grinding their nibs to be smooth within more or less of a kind of a 45, 50 degree writing angle. Yeah. But if you hold your pen at some kind of extreme, especially you can usually go more extreme on the up, um, it may not be ground quite as smooth and you can get some more scratchiness kind of stuff. Um, and plus when you hold it at a steeper angle like that, if you're applying any pressure, your tines don't have anywhere to flex. So you're just going to be like really jamming it straight down mm-hmm. in there. So the amount of pressure that you apply at a steeper angle has a greater impact on the drag of the pen than it would at a lower angle. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when they're grinding the nibs, like you said, 
they're not really thinking about someone who writes at a 90 angle. degree angle. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know if this, any of this applies to you, Karis, but these are some of the things that I'm, is running through my mind is like, it, I, I don't want you to feel like, oh, just this is how fountain pens are. There's always stuff getting caught in the nib with every pen and every paper. I also don't know which pens you have. I don't know which paper you have. It could be that you're using a lot of different pens and paper, but all of them maybe are just more prone to doing this particularly. I would probably avoid style. paper towels, construction paper. Construction paper is probably not ideal. No. Um, yeah. This is a great topic for our customer care team, though. They yeah. eat this stuff up. They love it. And they will be able I mean, to help you out. I'm looking Especially here, if you bought anything. I'm looking us. here and I see dot paper. So it makes me think there's like a low term or rodeo or something like that. So it's like I'm assuming there's like maybe some decent paper here. So it makes me think that maybe there's something else going on. Yeah. So that might be something if you are experiencing this with a lot of different pens, may want to reach out to our team or, you know, I'm assuming you bought the pens from us. I mean, our team's happy to help you anyway, but like. Whoever you bought the pens from, if there's a suspected defect, maybe might be worth investigating a little bit. Or if there is something, troubleshooting tips or whatever, in terms of just how you write or whatever, um, it might be something interesting to, to try and figure out because you could be you could be enhance your writing experience just by tweaking some things a little bit. So, uh, but yeah, brass sheet in the meantime will totally solve this uh, little issue that you have. But it is a short term fix. If your pen suffers from misalignment, it's going to happen again. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if you just. Or if you just keep a brass sheet and just do it every now and then, it's it's not. That they say flossing every day is healthy. <laughs> That's true. I guess it applies to fountain pens too, especially if your nib is toothy. <laughs> ah, dental jokes. Wow. Okay. All right. My next question for you, Drew, is from Make Right Stuff. Oh hi. Oh, this is right up your alley, Drew. If you could design a pen inspired by your favorite movie or TV show, how would it look? And you have. Several answers here. I couldn't just pick one. All right, my favorite, great. My favorite TV show is Deadwood um, on mm. HBO. And uh, so the only thing I would think of was, well, thematically, mm. that wouldn't be interesting. But the show is infamously riddled with foul language. So it'd be funny if you got a pen that in, and only wrote like terrible, terrible things. You'd be like, oh, my God, I didn't mean to say that. No. <laughs> but anyway, no, that wouldn't work. Uh, I, thought, I thought about um, TV shows and I'm like, oh, Transformers are cool. A Transformer pen, mm. like an actual Transformer pen that... Like they make, oh my gosh. they yeah. make, they make a, they could make a robot that turns into a way more complicated thing. Like I'm talking about the toys. They make a robot mm-hmm. that, can, that can turn into way more complicated things than just a pen. Why couldn't they make oh, yeah. a, a robot that turns into a pen? A little action there figure isn't. and you could just ar, 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 turn it into a pen. Why not? And he, the, like the, like, the, 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 I like the noise. That the, was like the, a very, the converter. accurate noise you made that. I don't know why. It's the first time I've ever made that noise. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the converter could turn into something that was like a rocket launcher or something. There are that could be done. Oh wow, okay. that could be done. Okay. Um, or Megatron. He has that like big arm blaster. Boom, it could be on that. Oh yeah. Possibilities for Transformers. That's what I'm saying. Have you seen that Lego set? That's the, the Optimus. Prime? Of course I have. That are you kidding me? Cool. I want it because I have the DeLorean. I have the Ecto One, and then. That's a, an 80s it's a 19, vehicle. It's an right. 80, yeah. I know. It could be right there. And, mm. It's so good. It's so expensive, though. I know. So, uh, also Rocky, favorite movie series. Okay. Um, in every Rocky movie, he wears a different color shorts for his final boxing match. So, mm. like, you know how Diplomat had that one pen that we didn't carry that kind of like you could tr- tr- change out the colors or yes. something like that? Something like that, but cooler because it'd be Rocky. It'd be a pen. That you could change into his like Rocky One shorts, his Rocky Two shorts, his Rocky Three, Rocky Four. Mm. So different shorts for if you're feeling like you're in a Rocky Three vibe, then boom, you got your uh, your red and red and uh, no, sorry, uh, yellow and black for the second fight against Mr. T. The first fight against Mr. T, of course, he wore gold 
but he lost that one. So you don't want that one. Was, you don't want to be inspired by that one. You, you want took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. I was just about to say. I, okay, yeah. I, I could tell. Yeah. yeah. I could, no, no, sorry. It's right there. Second fight he wore the American flag. What am I saying, Brian? Well, Apollo gave him the American flag shorts for the second fight. The first fight he was wearing the yellow ones. That's no good. Oh, how did right. I miss it, make a mistake right. there? Yeah. You want the American flag shorts? I was, shorts. Te- I was testing Because Apollo you came and started yourself. helping him out. Mm-hmm. And then they hugged in the beach water. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Slow motion. Because I've seen any of the Rocky movies. Oh, you make me sad. Anyway, uh, Ghostbusters pen that looks like the trap that they step on to open up and it sucks in the ghost. So it would have doors on the pen. And then the trap handle wouldn't really work because I would poke out the back. But mm. if it turned, rotated 90 degrees, it could be the clip. Okay. And then it could turn back around and it'd be the handle of the trap again. Nice. I don't think it would need wheels, but the doors would definitely need to open. That's where you could put the converter in and the cartridge. The doors open, whoop, put the cartridge in there. Wow. Pop it in there. That, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It, it would load kind of like a like a um like a bolt action rifle. You know, you just take the cartridge and mm-hmm. put it in a little slot in the side. Yeah. Boom. Could that work right. for a Deadwood theme as well? Like, isn't that like a Honestly, guns don't really guns don't really play a big role in that show no no there's like just the name deadwood sounds it's like a, it looks like a cowboy show yeah. um and it is it takes place in the west and you know yeah. that in the gold rush but really they shoot guns maybe three times in three seasons it's probably more what it was actually like yeah and people aren't just like running around shooting guns on horses it was a big deal it was like yeah, yeah that, that's one thing i like about the show it seems pretty realistic for yeah. all intents and purposes yeah um it's not just like woo, boom, 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 boom. right um and then finally i'm a big fan of the muppets uh, oh, yeah. A series of Muppet pens, Brian. So oh, you've wow. got a Kermit pen that's fuzzy, but uh, a low pile, you know, fuzzy. Okay. And then you've got like an animal pen that's like super fuzzy. It's like yeah. just you're writing with a big old red fuzzball. <laughs> and then Fozzie that's like in between. So fuzzier than Kermit, not as fun okay. as he is animal. Yeah, yeah. I, the options there are. You got a lot of you got a lot of good options there. I, I, I like a lot of. You could have a things. what the condor nib for the Gonzo pen. Oh, good mm-hmm. one! Mm-hmm. I like that. There you go. Very nice. Um, very cool. What do you got? I don't have as many good ideas. Well, no, as that's you fine. Do. No, we don't need. This was definitely your question. Um, the only thing I thought of was honestly the biggest time, biggest thing I had trouble with was thinking like what are my favorite movies and TV shows because I I. Mm. I don't have any that are like, I mean, I have a couple that are like, I guess sort of my favorites, but movies, especially I haven't watched movies, like, especially for myself. Like I watched the movies that my kids want to see. Like I've seen like Sonic and Sonic two and the various Lego movies and all that and Frozen's and all those things. I can't remember the last time I really sat down. Movies play a much bigger part of my life. They do. For sure. That's okay. I'm out there chopping down trees. Yeah. And, and I'm in a giant, an and I'm in time. a giant bag watching Raiders of the Lost World. Well, you know what? We're both living our best lives. I Absolutely. Um, but I mean, when they, I mean, a movie I've always liked that probably is up there on my list is The Princess Bride. Oh yeah, pretty, pretty classic, phenomenal. So I thought of a fountain pen of unusual size. Of course you would. Like you have the rodents of unusual, and size. only you would be able to write with it. Yeah, I don't want it to be like it look anything like the rodents of unusual would size. Would it be like larger ugly. than an emperor? It would just be a really huge pen. I don't even know. I don't need more details than that. That's just I thought it was a clever play on the words. I like it. Um, but yeah, so that's one, that's one thing I thought of. Um, some of my favorite shows, I love 30 Rock, Community, The Office. Oh, all brilliant. I don't know what those pens would be themed like at all, so I really don't have a clue. But Maybe not. The Office would be a little a little, a little tough. The unless you, tough. Unless you made like, it look like a pretzel with everything on it, which would be very uncomfortable. Oh, that's pretty funny. Um, that, like that would that. be very uncomfortable. I like uh, that. <clears throat> community, uh, 
Community is tough. Community is tough. Some of my favorite episodes of Community, though, are the uh, Halloween episodes. And then, like, oh, yeah. all the ones, all the, the, zombie, all the heavily themed The zombie ones. episode, yeah, that yeah, was pretty good. That one. Um, I don't know what would be, like, specific to that show. Because it, it covers so many other genres that other shows and movies are. So, I don't know. Yeah. That's, There's something that's there, but I don't know what. And frankly, I just didn't put in the brain power to think of anything creative. But mm-hmm. whatever. I like those shows. So, maybe something around those. Fill it in with your imagination. But that's all I got. <laughs> that's cool. I like it. I'll bring more to other questions, I promise. All right. Okay. Um, Moon Wolves, which Ooh. ironically makes me think of Dwight Schrute and his Three Wolf Moon shirt. 100%. Um, so, yeah, I kind of love the name Moon Wolves. I may or may not have looked up the, like, Amazon reviews of that shirt like oh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, Three Wolf Moon. They're fantastic. It's legit. <laughs> it is. Um, it gives you powers. It's because it we carried that um, the sailor pen. That's it's right. Got the wolf on it. Yeah. And I was like, what about Dwight's shirt? Yeah, because yep. it made me think of it. Yeah, sure enough. Yeah. So, uh, Moon Wolves. Says, hey, Brian and Drew, what or uh, what are your top five pocket pens in order from less favorite to the greatest? So we have we have some from some rails on this one, Brian. Okay. Moon Wolves wants us to start with the lowest and work our way up. So the way that we have it in our notes has me answering first and then you. Truth be told, you put your answers in first. And I did base some of that. That's what happened. You did. It, I, it, so I, I, I feel like. To truly be fair, you should say your answers first, and then I'll say mine, because well, that's how we came up with it. I them. will say also that after you put yours in, I saw one. I'm like, oh, You're dang like, oh, it. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll comment. Okay. I'll interrupt you when you mention okay. that. Okay. And this is not like, I did not put hours of thought into this. Well, there were only so many pocket pens to begin with. So. Yeah. I, I didn't even like look at our website. I just did literally no, just no, no. from memory. Don't need so to. We know whatever. pocket pens. Okay. So my number five, working my way down to my favorite. Okay. The Twisby Vac Mini. I chose the That's Vac Mini one. over That's the regular one. Mini because it's so much fun to fill and it works with the Vac 28 bottle, which and I love. It locks. It locks itself off. So yeah. in terms of like carrying it around in your pocket and stuff like that, I feel like most vacuum pens, they they seal off and that's like, oh, for air travel and all that. But I'm like, no, I'm like, as someone who is literally like disassembled carports and chopped down trees with fountain pens in his cargo shorts pockets – uh, I can say you don't have to be changing altitudes to have yeah, like you still pen get leaking. The, yeah, you still stuff. get the spritz. Absolutely. So like having that locking plus the, the incapacity on the thing's insane. For as small of a pen it is, absolutely. Such a great pen. Yeah, I'm a big yeah, I've, fan. I've, I've uh, gifted. I don't actually own one of these, but I've gifted two of them. Wow. All right. um, and then uh, the Sailor Pro Gear Mini. I don't actually own one of these, but okay. I really love it. I love the Sailor Pro Gear Slim, <laughs> and this uh, posted is not a huge departure from that. It's not that different in no, size but, but, than but the regular capped, one. It's very small, so it's definitely very a, definitely tiny, a yeah. pocket pen capped. It doesn't fit a full wish... converter. It doesn't fit a converter, and that's fine. I refill cartridges. It fits a little, anyway. tiny little mini converter, yeah. but it's like no, nah, nah, I refill cartridges anyway. Big. It's fine. Yeah. But uh, my only qualm is that they don't have a ton of colors available. Yeah. I wish they had more colors, but I do they love have, the. They pen. have more in Japan. It's freaking adorable. I love it. It makes me happy. It's Number cool. three is a new pen to our website, but the uh, Shown Design Pocket Six. This pen cool. is unique in that it puts a normal size number six nib on a not normal size pen. So mm-hmm. uh, similar to what a Caveco nib, a Caveco pen does is basically while it's, oh, a lot of these pens actually do that. While it's uh, capped, it's very, very small. And then while it's posted, mm-hmm. no, normal pen. Yeah. And the pocket six is engineered and designed so satisfyingly well mm-hmm. that yeah. just operating it, 
fiddling around with it is such a fun experience. And of course, writing with it is great too, because Ian mm-hmm. Schoen has crazy high design standards for himself and mm-hmm. it shows in the uh, actual product, the end, end result. So love that one. It's a good one. Number two, we're getting up to my top two here. Mm. Uh, you know, Pilot Stargazer. I love the Pilot Stargazer, or as it is known across the seas, the Stella 90S. Um, that's yes. actually the one I have. I have a Stella 90S. Okay. Um, it's not a Stargazer. I mean, Stargazer sounds pen. cool, but um, it does. they're both the same pen. And for a while, I always considered that to be a small pen, not necessarily a pocket pen. But when you actually yeah. compare it to pocket pens, it's, it's the same size as yeah. all of these. Yeah. Um, so that just, one's right up there. It looks like just a scaled down pen. It doesn't look like it was made to be a pocket. Exactly. Pen, That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. that one's right up there. I love it so much. And it's so easy to carry around with you. It's got a gold nib too. Gold nib. So the tiniest little great. pilot gold nib. It's a, I love it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Number one though, has to be the pilot in E95S, which is it's a good one. next to the stargazer. By the way, I looked at them in my office. Same, same, same size. size. Yeah. yeah. Same size capped. Yep. Yeah, but the E95s is just—it's got that long cap. Yeah, super long cap. It's basically yeah. mostly cap, which is great because then um, when you post it, it's more—it's almost more like a full-size pen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So the reason I edged this one slightly ahead of mm. the 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 Stargazer is because while they both have very satisfying capping motions, which I love, the actual writing experience of the E95s mm. is more enjoyable, in my opinion, than the more rigid experience of writing with a stargazer more of a traditional pilot nib on that yeah. one as far as how it feels on the paper mm-hmm. the e95s is in a league of its own in terms of how it feels when you're writing and that yeah. that that to me says fun i i have fun when i write with that pen it's a very bouncy nib on it's that just thing. so much yeah. fun yeah so that one has to be my number mm. one it's good it's good i like that i echo some of your lists so there were definitely ones that came to mind as soon as i saw on your list i was like Normally, I try to deviate from what you put on there, but this would totally be on my list, even if I hadn't seen yours. Yeah. I I put it on there. Um, So my number five, I couldn't really decide if I if I had to choose, I would probably it's all the Kaweco pens, the all sport certain colors I really like. But, you know, the form factor of that probably I don't like as much as like a Lilliput or a Supra. Can you even write with a Lilliput? Not really. So that's why I don't. And that's the only, that's literally the only pen I've ever owned that I've sent through the washing machine because yeah. I didn't even know it was in my pocket. Yeah. So in that respect, I'm like, I got to kind of knock it a little bit for it's that. It's forgettable, literally. But, but it's so portable. But um, the Supra I like is it's got the number six nib. It's the exact same kind of like design form factor yes. as a little put, but you can fit a full size converter or not. So if you have the option to shorten it, I'm a huge fiddler. I just love the tinkerability of a Supra. I like the big nib. So probably if I had to pick of the three, they, they, any of them I could make you an argument for, but I, I guess the Supra would be um, the Quaco pen I'd go for. So I put that as number five, but it is a little bit heavy. So that's the only, you know, it's, yeah. it's a little bit of a honker pen, but I mean, I keep, I have so much crap in my pockets. I, would love I don't a, even notice it's in there. So. I would love a titanium Supra. Ooh. That would be so that would be like four hundred dollars. It would be ridiculous. I don't know. Sometimes titanium surprises me. Really, with its affordability. Every now and then. Um, I don't know. I feel I like it's not. This getting... is like solid. Like yeah, the, that pen is is like made from solid stock. Yeah, you know. So in that respect, it, I would, would, be, I, it would be expensive. I do just wish it was lighter. Because yeah, they, they probably couldn't you. do it out of resin because it's too thin. They could do it out of aluminum. That would make it much lighter. Oh yeah, dude. Like I'd, the All Sport. Like absolutely. I don't know if they've ever done that, but I would, that would absolutely be cool. buy an aluminum Supra. 
Hey, without a doubt. They did it with the uh, Lilliput. Remember the green one? That's right. And that it was, was fantastic. Like, you barely knew that pen was there. I love that It would pen. like blow away on your desk know, if you I, weren't careful. That's one I have uh, a recent regret about not buying one of those. Really? That was a, such a fun pen, yeah. It was, it was good color too. Yeah. So if they did a super like that, because then you can anodize it and you can make it look cool colors. I'll talk to Kaweco about that. You should do that. Mr. Kaweco. You do have a way. You do have a way with some of these companies. Um, number four I had was a Twisby Vac Mini for all the reasons that Drew has already covered. Though I think it'd be cool if we saw it in like some alternate colors. And yeah, options. they really have never done anything. They're a little neglectful over the back mini. It's a more complicated pen, like I understand, but still, that would be cool. It's not complicated to make a new grip section. Ah, uh, I mean, what do we know? Nothing. Um, number three, I had as a Pilot E95s for all the reasons. So I mean, it's a it's a great pen, like really, in, for all the reasons that Drew's already mentioned. But I have a couple others that I guess. My number one, I feel really good about. My number two... Your number one is what upset me. Yes. But keep on going. I'm sure, because you forgot about it. Uh-huh. My number two is the Traveler's Pen. Oh, yeah. You love that. I do That's your carport that pen. pen. It's my carport <laughs> pen. Part of the reason I love 100% that... 100% of the times you've assembled a carport, you've had that pen on you. This is true. This is true. In like 95 degree heat as well. So it was hot. It That's was a great cargo hot. shorts pen. It's perfect. It's, it's, the thing I like about that pen is most... So some other pocket pens... They can they can be a little bit fragile, so you got to be like a stargazer. I'm not going E95s too. I'm not, yeah, E95S. I love the E95s. I'm not going to like they're perfectly durable pens, sure. but they're not something that I'm going to want to just like put in my pocket and forget that it's there. No, and, you know, put it right next to like where my pocket knife clips into my shorts. If oh it, God, no! If it even has a clip, some of these pens like the Supra doesn't even have a clip. You know, okay, yeah, you can put a clip on a on a Kueco pen, but let's be real. I don't do that. Like, I'm not carrying that around in my pocket. Like, also, like... A clip that just slips on, and the pen can just slip out of the yeah. clip, you know? That's not, like... That's not where I'm talking about. But the Traveler's Pen, though, that thing is cool. It's got the fiddle factor, because you can take off the little lanyard loop and take the clip off, and you can flip it around backwards if you want to for no reason, which I totally do all the time. Um, but it's this tiny little pen, and it writes really reliably. It only comes in a fine nib. But I don't know, it just it writes super well. So that one in my actual use of any of the things that I mentioned on this list, that's the one that I've actually carried around in my pocket yeah. the most. But my number one pen is my favorite. It is not a pen that we sell or have ever sold or is even made or has been made for the last two decades, but the Pilot M90. Mm-hmm. I love that pen. It's an amazing pen. It's so cool. I don't carry it on my pocket because it's precious and yeah. you can't replace it and it's very expensive to replace yeah. now. They're not so bad. Um, like, yeah? I, no. You, I haven't looked recently. They're all, from what I've seen on eBay, they're all under 500 so it's not like that's still so much it's for a steel nib yeah i've i've seen them for like you know 180 um every now and then so that's that's pretty good that's, yeah, I, I know that's I less than i paid for mine i know i yeah. should have jumped on it when i did but i don't know the condition they have the murex mm, the yeah. m90 and the mu right um and sometimes they even have they have one with like digital clocks in the back too like they have some crazy yeah, looking one they're all pretty cool much ones. the same in that they have an integrated nib yeah it's, that, a, it's a stainless steel pen and the nib is part of the body of the pen yeah it's the only pen that I can think of that's like that. I mean, Same. there's probably some others from way back in the day, probably. but it's unique. And it just looks so, so cool. cool. The feed on that pen, ooh, mm-hmm. if you care at all what feeds look like, that that feed is like it's a tough l- to It's beat. a little falcony. Oh, yeah. But – Oh yeah. yeah, but it looks it looks so sharp. It's so aerodynamic. I don't know. I just love that pen. So yeah. that one is my number one. Yeah, I mean, if I had one, yes, that would be my number one as well. One day. You get it. You get it one day. 
All right. And that's our list. So love to hear what you all think too. If even if you just have like one or two pens you want to put in the comments, uh, I would love to know what you all think about uh, great pocket pens. Absolutely. All right, Drew. All right, Brian. We got a couple of different questions here. I'm sure Ooh. this is on a lot of people's minds. It's a twofer. From Jay Sampso, 94, favorite inks for this time of year. And Potterwatch 221B says favorite Christmas-themed inks or pens for the season. So let's kind of just lump that all together, all holidays, winter, whatever. Clump. Um, <clears throat> clump them together, and what are some of your favorite inks? I actually inked up my three pens, Brian. Okay. I have holiday-themed inks in each of my three. Oh. Um, so did you take inspiration from this question, or did you just... Does this happen to coincide with? I needed to. I needed to ink them up anyway because two of them okay. were almost empty. Okay. Um. So I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Let me. Uh, let me do some holiday stuff. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about my Visconti Divina uh, last week. So I yeah. inked, I inked that up. Okay. This one has diamine. Is this is an old blue edition or red edition? Ink. Okay. So I did polar glow in this one. Oh, that's which a is a good color. Oh, it's such a good color. Heavy sheen. Yeah. Very heavy sheen. Oh yeah. So the sheen doesn't do a great job at drying. Mm-hmm. But it's still such a gorgeous blue. And it yeah. the sheen on this one just, like, you move the paper after it, and it just it just shines. It yeah. just shines without any shimmer. Because I did not want to put any shimmer in this because it is an internal vacuum. Yeah. You can't see anything. It's kind of a pain to clean out. Not going to deal with shimmer in that one. Um, okay. But sheen, I'm like, okay. Um, and then, of course, my very, very happy Christmas pudding, Sailor Pro Gear Slim. Nice. I put, uh, oh, God, what's this in here? I keep my notebook. This one is, oh, ebony green. Private Reserve ebony green in this one. Oh, nice. So to, to match kind of the sparkly. Um, like a deep forest green. Yeah, to, to match the, the That's cap good. here. Does so, that have any sheen to it? Uh, uh, ebony green, no. No, not, not no. really. Okay. No. I couldn't remember if it did or not. Pierre doesn't really do a whole lot of sheen. Um, they they have, do in a couple, and some of the blues. Like the electric DC blue has a electric little Electric DC blue yeah, has a little bit of sheen. That's the one I can think of the most. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I did the 823 in another Diamine Inkment uh, color. This is Winter Spice. Oh, so okay. this has, um, on the bottle, it says it has sheen and shimmer. Okay. Um, and it's brown. But I went back and I looked at the samples, and I'm like looking at the samples, and I don't see, it. like it, there wasn't enough not, not uh, shimmer that it settled at the bottom. Okay. So I think that it's like brown shimmer, like bronze shimmer in bronze ink. So yeah, maybe it was yeah. hiding, but yeah. either way, it's been flowing really nicely. Mm. You don't see anything uh, clogged up on the feed. So it's definitely not saturated with shimmer. I was a little nervous because I liked the way it looked. It almost had looked like mm-hmm. it had a little bit of a green sheen in it. Interesting. So I really wanted to, I wanted to try it anyway, even though it had shimmer. And writing with it, I'm like, I can't really see any shimmer. And that's what I wanted. I did not want a lot right. of shimmer. I just wanted that. It's just like a little touch. That, that's what I want. Yes. A kiss of shimmer. So I'm really happy with Winter Spice, with Ebony Green, and with Polar Glow. So that is what's happening nice. with me in my situation this <clears throat> month. Uh, so kind of feeling that holiday vibe myself. Mm. Check those out if you are similarly interested. But uh, that's me. Nice. That's awesome. I did not actually ink any of my pens specifically with colors, but I might now because now I'm feeling a little motivated. Yeah. Um, so I will say we do plan to make a top inks of 2022 video. But that's like for the whole like, year. It is for the whole year and it's not specifically winter themed, but um, kind of along this vein, it's more of a plug of like, we do like to do top pens, top inks of the year. We've done that for a couple of years now. Um, so we will be doing that, you know, kind of like, Probably between like Christmas, New Year's, um, we'll 
excuse me, we'll launch, uh, we'll launch those videos. Um, some of my favorites, um, I think Urban with their 1670 Rouge Hematite, the OG Shimmer. The, that's a good holiday ink. I mean, it's like a perfect like Christmassy red it's with red a with gold, gold shimmer, yeah. even a little bit of green maybe. So um, very fitting there. Uh, em- Emerald of Shavor, one of my favorite inks of all time. Yeah. It's a deep green, lots of shimmer, some red sheen. Those two are a power couple. That's It's pretty tough For sure. to beat those. Yeah. yeah. Um, Diamine Gold, Diamond Golden Sands. That's like just a go-to I keep coming back to for like a, just a, it's like a yellow gold color with gold shimmer. It's about as close as like a gold ink that you can get. Between that one. So there's that one, uh, Pelican Golden Barrel when that was a thing. I don't think that that, that's a thing anymore. That was an ink of the year. That was an ink of the year. Um, But then also Robert Oster, Aussie Liquid Gold. That's a good one Between those three, those are the most goldy gold inks I've ever used. Yeah. So yeah, if you want yeah, just without, something without that going looks, to like calligraphy ink, yeah, that know? is like straight up liquid gold. Yeah, and then basically like anything from the Diamond Inkvent collections or any of those, like you 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 threw those out. You know, we don't have any of those anymore. I think I think we've sold through them all for this year, right? But um, they'll be back. Yeah, I'm hoping they'll keep it going. So yeah, it's for, very popular. the first edition, the first one was the blue edition, and they did the mm-hmm. Inkvent calendar and then made those inks available later. And then the red edition happened. The Inkvent calendar went away. They brought it in the full bottle. So now they have a green edition Inkvent calendar. We can only imagine. Yeah, we, don't any, we don't have any more of those. Yeah. So I think we the, sold them out pretty quick. It's <laughs> very likely that the green edition inks will also, because why wouldn't they want to make more money, right? I mean, I mean that's one way to put it. Very capitalist. I mean, that's. <laughs> why wouldn't they want to make why inks wouldn't that they people want to, love and that right, bring people joy? Yes. And also make money. You can do both. It's you can do mutual, both. Not mutual exclusive. That's right. All right. There's definitely a lot of other really good colors, but those are some of my, yeah. my tops. All right. Next up. All right. Finishing things off with Hill. Ari. It's a lot of, and a Hill, lot of underscores there in between Hillary. Ari asks us, <laughs> you can only eat one carb for the rest of your life. Is it potato, rice, bread, or something else? Brian, every now and then people ask us a weird thing, and I usually am like, ah, this we, is don't, weird. we don't have time for this. I'm not going to do that. But you know what? I was like, let's throw one in. What the heck? I don't want to just make it so that no one that asks something weird and silly gets ignored. This is the season to be thinking about carbs, right? Why not? Send us willy-seared questions. Silly, weird questions. You thought you were the only one that could do that. Um, <laughs> converter cartridges? I don't know. It's one of those two. Oh, gosh. Um, my whole life, yeah. So, yeah, send them in. Maybe we'll read them. But, uh, yeah, carbs, Brian. What carb could you not give up? I love carbs. I could just live purely on carbs. Absolutely. All the carbs. You know, some people are like, oh, no, I really like salty foods. I really like... I'm like, no. Give me all the all the sweets. I asked my... Sweets I asked, and starches I asked my, all day. I asked my wife this one. She was like, pasta. 100% pasta. She could not... I could go without pasta. She could not live without pasta. Really? Could not do it, no. I can totally live without pasta. Yeah. No, for me, it's more the sweets. I definitely have a sweet tooth. Um, sweet pu- sweet carbs? Sweet, yeah, carbs. Like yeah. what? Sugars. Sugars are carbs. Well, you have like starches and then you have sugars. They're I think they're carbs. talking about like the starchy ones, like potato, rice, bread, the examples that they gave. Okay. Well, I was thinking the foods that I like the most, which are the sweet carbs, like uh, fruit. Like fruit has oh. a lot of carbs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, look at apple juice and orange juice. Right. I Tons of carbs. Yeah, I, okay. That might be... Sugars versus starches. It's all carbs. It's all sugar. Sure. Ultimately. Yeah. It all breaks down into sugar. Yeah. So, 
I think I can, they were talking about. Adapt, the, I think I they were talking about question. the bready ones, just based on their examples. Fair I think enough. when people say carbs, generally they're referring to like the bready stuff. It's all carbs, man. It's no, I, I know, I know. It's all sugar. It all comes I, down to sugar. Anyway, I like fruit, apples especially. I could live <clears throat> on apples. Live on apples. I mean, we've mentioned this probably many times on the pencast, but when I was a child of the age that my children are now. It would not be unusual for me to basically go up into my room for an entire Saturday and basically not leave except maybe to go to the bathroom and just like build connects or like all day. Bag of apples. Never. My parents would never <clears throat> see me. So I would, yeah, I was, I was, I would plan it out and be like, I need sustenance that's going to last me all day. Speaking of which. Yeah. Apples. Bag of apples. Speaking of which, you and your logic based consumption habits. What? I walk in here today. <laughs> Oh, my lunch today. And then before we start recording, homeboy's got just a handful of lunch meat, just turkey. Just turkey. Just, just, just holding a yep. pile of meat. Just a, yeah. Just eating. There's a big right here. glob of turkey. <laughs> He's like, hold on, let me finish my turkey. <laughs> uh, and like, I was, I saw this out of the corner of my eye and assumed that there's bread involved like somehow. I'm, I'm eating a sandwich. No, it's literally just. I a, thought it would maybe like an open face, like he had a platform of bread. No. no. Dude's just holding turkey in his hand, just eating turkey. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, I, just, I needed sustenance. I had. So there's a, there's a logic to that. <laughs> um, since we're on the topic of food. You haven't changed no, I mean, though. I'm, this I'm, is I'm, you just be like, so matter of fact, like, okay, I'm hungry. I need sustenance. What is there available? Yeah. Boom. I mean, I remember back like in my college days, <laughs> my dad and I both like, that's when the Atkins diet came out. Yeah. And it was like, speaking of carbs, it was like, oh, okay. So like let's let's eliminate all carbs. It's like let's just eat like meat and cheese, basically, <laughs> which technically dairy has carbs in it too. I didn't realize that as much at the time, but so it was not unusual for me to have a lunch that was like some kind of vegetables, like pickles or you know cherry tomatoes or something, and then just like gobs of lunch meat and cheese rolled up like a burrito or something, and then I would just eat it. Just You're very utilitarian in your dining extremely, choices. Extremely, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder what, what would Rachel say. Like, what is the? I don't, weird- have, I don't have very high falutin taste when it comes to food. <laughs> no. I really don't. What would Rachel say is the most random thing she's just seen you randomly eating at home? Oh my gosh! I mean, like, would, have you ever like gone and just like start munching on taco shells or something like that? Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm kind of a scavenger. Oh, I'm st- oh, absolutely. Yeah, the weirdest thing that I eat, I don't know. Well, to um, you, none of it's weird. To you, it all makes sense. It does make sense. <laughs> I mean, like. When things get really weird is like when I really have a sweet tooth and I like we have no like practical sweet foods. Oh my god, please tell but me. But I'll I'll eat like the little mini chocolate chips that we usually have for like pancakes. <laughs> we have some like s'mores stuff that we bought. Just eat the chocolate chips? Oh yeah. I'm just like I want chocolate in my face. <laughs> I'll like I'll some semi sweet mini morsels. That sounds pretty good to me. Oh I'll like pour god. them in a little bowl and just like yeah. you know, be munching on them. Go to town. And then I drop them on the couch and then it smears into it and it's like a whole mess. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing? This is bad. I have a problem. <laughs> I will find it. I will find it. Chocolate. I will find you <sighs> and I will eat you. Um, yeah. But no, I think I think for the starchy stuff, I yeah. mean, I'm a bread, bread guy. Like bread through guy. Through and through. Through and through. <clears throat> Texas Roadhouse, those sweet rolls those that roll they have there. Hawaiian bread, please. You were the first person I knew that Ooh. like told me about Hawaiian bread. Get a loaf. The big loaf of Hawaiian bread, slice it up in a really thick, like one inch thick pieces, put it in the toaster oven, toast it, butter it. Oh my gosh. It is the greatest thing. I could live off that if I had to. 
I could. You are a King's Hawaiian man. I would be 350 pounds, but <laughs> I would be very satisfied in my taste buds. You'd be happy. Yeah. You would, you? You, you would be the, you? the King Hawaiian mascot. I would. Oh, I my God, do, dude. I'm, my face is hot right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry for my, my wheezing laughter. I'm just like, I feel like every five seconds, I'm just like, <laughs> so well, I apologize not, not for that. i getting any younger, girl. Uh, at least it's not loud and obnoxious. Mm. Um, I, I thought about um, I thought about pasta because mm-hmm. I, I do like pasta, especially uh, spicy pasta, you know, uh, chicken parm, things like that. Mm. Um, I really do love mm-hmm. that. I can do without bread. Forget bread. I don't eat bread. Bread's just bread's just filler to me. Like if I eat my meal and there's bread left over and I'm still hungry, I'm like, all right, that's when I have bread. But otherwise, it's just like hmm. tasteless filler. Uh, and also rice. I could eat rice for every meal. Like I rice never get tired of rice. I like rice. I could have rice with everything. And I could just, I could eat. Remember when I would just bring up, bring plain white rice for That's my. That's right. You used to do that all the time. It, it would just, you know, I do pepper and butter. Yeah. Um, but I love rice. I really love rice. However, I thought about it long and hard. Mm. And I realized I could not go without waffles. Ooh. And also, if I was having a hamburger, I would say, okay, I'm sorry. I can't have bread, but I can have waffles. So. Waffle burger. A waffle yes, burger? please. Yeah, okay. why not? So I'm thinking like, okay, I could have waffles substitute a lot of my normal stuff. Have spaghetti waffles instead, and of in, instead of a, a to, you know some some toast next to my spaghetti. Have a waffle. Have a waffle. Yeah, why not? How would you have spaghetti though? You can't have pasta. So you just oh, right, not spaghetti. spaghetti. Anything spaghetti else? That, sauce on anything that comes waffle? with bread normally. I don't know. What else comes with bread? Is it just pasta? I mean, um, I don't know. Whatever. I would have waffles more. Uh, yeah, all about some waffles. Okay. Waffles would be the new bread for me. All right, I don't. I mean, I don't hate that. I'm fan of waffles. Grilled, gr- grilled cheese, waffle and cheese. Waffle and cheese. I've never tried that. That is interesting. I'm sure it's amazing. Waffle cheese, waffle and cheese sandwich. Bring it to me. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Waffle burger, uh, waffle sub with some lunch meat on there. Hmm. I go to Subway, be like, yes, I'd like to have a meatball sub, but I brought my own waffles. Please, could you yes, please can just you put it? Yeah, yeah. This isn't sounding bad to me. I- Thank I mean, you. Yes. If waffles were more convenient, I would eat them more. I would probably need to bring some with me pretty regularly. Yeah. But uh, you know, frozen waffles too. Like honestly, if you're frozen if you waffles. if you need if you're gonna make a grilled waffle sandwich, you're probably gonna go Eggo just because they're there. They're easy. They're there and they're like relatively. They're not like the super deep pocketed right. Belgian waffle, right. you know, style. Yeah, it's a little more practical. So I'm going with waffles, Brian. Fair enough. Man. I'm getting so hungry now. <laughs> I thought about this a lot. Yeah. I took this question way ser- way more. I honestly probably I, I thought did. more about this than I did some of the pen-related questions. I know, right? I did. Well, we don't get asked this very often. That's why. No, it's a new I one. Did. I like it. It's almost a hypothetical, but I, I, had a, I, had a, I had a very healthy, like, green smoothie for lunch. And, like, and a pile of lunch I'm, meat. I'm, I'll get it. Well, yes. There's a, re- there's a reason behind all this. <laughs> so we bought, like, all this really good lunch meat when Rachel's family came and visited. It was a lot of people. But then we also cooked a turkey. So, like, we had all this leftover, like, fre- more freshly cooked turkey. The lunch meat you know, has got preservatives and stuff. So, it's like, it'll last a little longer. So, we prioritized the eating of the leftovers. And now we're realizing, like, yeah, we have this, like, like really good. We bought really good, you know, yeah. de- deli meat, like, freshly sliced, all kind of stuff. But now it's like, yeah, it's, it's probably reaching the point where we either need to eat it or toss it. And I was like, okay, well, we have, like, we had, like, leftover Salami and turkey. You brought it in the in the deli bag too. I by did. the way, I literally like just grabbed it, it out was of the, the fridge. It was in the deli bag with the sticker on it. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I had a lot going on this morning. so It's already in the bag. Why not? I, I had a working lunch. Very like, logical. Jen came in. We were organizing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I knew that like I'm going to kind of work through lunch, so I'll like, nurse the smoothie. I can just kill this extra turkey, you know, not throw it out. So mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. It, it does make for an interesting, <laughs> like, if you just watch me in isolation, you're like, Brian, this is a really weird, like, eating uh, habit. I was not surprised have. at all. It made me laugh, but I'm like, yeah. this is just, this is just Brian. This is. Yeah, I'll yeah. do that. Drew's seen me walk around the office before with like a bowl of randomness. And I've just got who knows what. Whatever can fit in, in there. there. Often random veggies, but yeah, it's it's often like what is as healthy as I can get that is also convenient. Sometimes it's just like a bowl of ground me. beef. Like like a bowl. Like. Well, like I have leftovers, you know. I'll have like, we'll have a whole taco meal, but like I'm not going to do the whole but taco you bring the thing. Ground beef. So I'll bring the beef, and it's got rice and other things mixed in there. But I'm like, I'm just going to just bring that and reheat that, and that'll be my lunch. You know, it, it, none, so none like, of this is silly. It's like the taco fillings. It all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's all very logical. But it does look weird at a glance. I'll admit. How, how did you consume all of the other leftovers, like the leftover turkey itself? Did you just just eat that? A, on lot, a, plate? a lot of that my parents took actually. Oh, okay. So we didn't actually have a too much i mean we basically did like a second meal i'm just picturing you like with a plate of nothing but stuffing be like oh, this is the this is all the leftovers there, there was not a lot of that this is this is fifth generation stuffing drew there was not a lot left oh over. so we right. did that's we did right. our big thanksgiving meal on thursday and then we cooked another thanksgiving meal with all the leftovers on friday so 10 people mm. had two thanksgiving mm. meals back to back that took care of a lot of leftovers that makes sense. Yeah. we were left over a lot of like white meat turkey which i don't I like dark meat. I'm a dark meat guy. So we were like, I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. It's got more fat. It's got more flavor. I love it. It's, it, it I love fatty meat. Yeah. I love ribeye steaks. I love bacon. It's just, you know. I, I don't, I don't, As if you couldn't I, I, look at me and tell. Uh, Shannon, like Shannon made a big pot of vegetable soup the week after Thanksgiving. So I ended up dumping a bunch of turkey just into that. Oh, yeah. It's great. Because um, it, it had no meat in it because Archer. Um, mm. So I dumped the dark meat and the white in there because I, I don't really care. I do prefer white meat mm-hmm. more, um, but on turkey, it is significantly it more yeah. dry than the dark meat. Yeah. So I will say that. Yeah. With chicken, I definitely prefer the white meat over dark. Like, yeah, it depends, how, so. it depends how it's cooked. Yeah. but hmm. It does have more flavor. I won't argue with you there. Yeah. I do like it. Anyway. All right. All right. I threw this in here, Drew. It's a hypothetical question. We haven't done one of these in a while. We literally just did, but okay. Oh, well, okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, like the... Fine, you don't no, want to no, do no. it, Drew. No, I'm just saying it's, it is it is food related though. It's, so it's like, do we? I, I'm getting so hungry. No, 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 no. I'm fine with it. I'm saying, but we literally the waffle thing was in fact that's, a hypothetical. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but no, no, lay it on. I didn't it's really fine. think about it that much. We're already on. We're already on track here. So uh, I maybe that maybe that's why I had food on the brain. Probably, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but, while I had my handful of turkey <laughs> that I was eating, so we can make this quick. Yeah. But my hypothetical is. If there's one meal or like food item that you that you could cook perfectly every time, not like eat all the time, mm-hmm. but something that was like either you would love to be able to like serve up or something that is hard to make, hard to find, but you could just like nail it. Mm-hmm. What, what would that be? Tiramisu. I, I, tiramisu. Absolutely. I thought tiramisu. of that one for you. Easy. That's a good one. Because that that's oh, it pairs well with coffee. It, oh, how good! Would I that gauge be? all of my dessert preferences on how well it pairs with coffee, and tiramisu is up at the top, very okay. top. Um, and it's and it's not easy to make. It's time consuming to make. You have to make a whole big thing of it. So if I could just crank that out effortlessly, mm. then yeah, that, that would be that would be pretty fantastic. That's a good one. Yeah, but that would be just for me. So if yeah. I if I wanted to think about others, then I would probably pick something like uh, something a little bit more 
you know, something that would cover more bases. Like, uh, mm. I know, um, what's that steak that's wrapped in bread? What's that called? Um, that, that's kind of hard to make. Steak wrapped in bread? <laughs> like, it's like pastry. It's like um, laminated pastry. Uh, oh, golly. I forget what it's called. Anyway, <clears throat> my brother tries to make it every year, and every year he struggles with it because it's always got a soggy bottom. Um, um I don't even know if I like it all that much, but I just know it's hard to do. So I'm kind of thinking like, <laughs> what's something difficult to do that I'd be able to master? But yeah, anyway, um, no, I, I guess, yeah, I'm just going to go with tiramisu. But okay. there are, I know that there are some like, you know, cakes and pies that are also difficult to make as well. So the first mm. thing that came to mind was tiramisu. Okay. That's so a good one. If we, since we're keeping this quick, I'll just say tiramisu. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was thinking tiramisu is a good one. Beef Wellington. What is that? I don't even know. It's steak wrapped in bread. Oh. That sounds pretty good. It, it's, it's rolled around like a puff pastry, like um, mm. like a, uh, a laminated, um, you know, flaky okay. dough. All right. Bread All right. dough. Bread Interesting. Dough. Make that with waffle. Now you're talking. Yeah. So the, the, the goal is to get like that nice, like medium rare steak. Um, I think that it's filet uh, mm. with a nice light, light crusty outer shell. Mm. Okay. Without the bottom being soggy. Nice. From the Sounds meat good. drips. Bread pudding would be a good option, too. Mm, I love bread pudding. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you know I like bread pudding. Oh, yeah. Um, mine, I don't know. I definitely could go the sweets route, but I might I might shift it a little bit. I think I would go with risotto. I really like risotto, but it is kind of a pain. And you have to, like, be very attentive while you're cooking it. Mm. And it it's kind of easy to screw up. So, yeah, like a nice mushroom risotto. Mm-hmm. If I ever like am at a restaurant and I see risotto, I always really? ask how it is. Yeah, because it's the kind of thing that's it's it's hard, kind of hard to cook. It's not that crazy. You, you being us, like, us just discussing how utilitarian you are, and then going from how's your risotto? Like that's just a little well, surprising. Like if if I'm going to go to a restaurant, I like to try to get something that I can't really cook. Myself yeah, no, one hundred percent is more Agreed. of a pain. Yeah, you know, so it's like I'm not going to like. I don't know, do like burnt end brisket at home. I don't really smoke meat or anything. So it's like if I go to a barbecue place, I'm more inclined to get something like that as opposed to like a sausage that it's like I can buy a sausage and grill it. I just realized you were 100% the type of guy that would have a giant smoker. You would think. I do think. I should be that stereotype, but I I don't know. I'm just not all about grilling as much all as I would, should All be. it would take is a little nudge. Yeah, no, I mean, I've been go, nudged. I've been nudged pretty good. But you have? Yeah, I've, 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 you haven't gone down that rabbit no, hole? I mean, I have a grill and I do it, but I'm, I'm not like, mm. not all not all super into it. Okay. I, I, yeah, I guess like the, the the curiosity about cooking and food isn't isn't quite there. Yeah, I don't okay. know. And it's like, you know, I'm grilling outside and, you know. You'd probably, come back you'd probably that, you know, weld together a smoker before actually buying and using one. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. there you go. I could make some, yeah, <laughs> make a grill of some kind. Um, anyway, very cool. All right, uh, let's do a pen spotlight, shall we? Let's talk about fountain pens again. Okay. All right, I'm going to clear a little bit of room, y'all. Put my computer over on the side. We got uh, we got a pen to show. And this yeah. Is a, this is kind of a fancy pen. Yeah, an exclusive pen, too. It is. So we'll let you get your phone out. Okay. Here we go. So we got the Visconti. This is the Opera Master. They don't really have, like, a regular Opera Master color so that's true they don't have like a regular edition opera master they're no, all it's pretty much all special pens and this is special it's got a little crinkly diaper crinkly plastic here. and then you know what else is in here drew i know you like to unbox things a little bit oh yeah it's got a little there's no converter or anything because it's a power filler what does it say about the trim on that Does it say ruthenium ruthenium plated yep. there we go 
Brian and I were talking about how... It actually says ruthenium. Ruthenium. How about that? We were talking about how the ruthenium on here is... uh, It's not as dark. But it definitely is. It definitely is is ruthenium. Yeah, I mean, it's a plating like anything else. So ruthenium, it's it's basically like a gunmetal type color. So it's not as dark as some of the ruthenium that we've had on other pens before. So that is worth pointing out. Um, But, you know, the custom color is really great. It just looks fantastic. It looks like fire. It 100% looks like fire. I mean, it looks like it is combusting in your hands. I love it. Um, and combustion, the hook resin. Safe. Ooh, yeah, that, that hook's hook safe. safe. The combustion resin so is good. one that is regularly offered by Jonathan Brooks at Carolina Pen Company. But he um, mixed this one specifically for us and added more translucency than normal mm-hmm. because he knew that it was going on an opera master with an internal filling yeah, mechanism. Yeah. So you can see a little bit uh, through it. Yeah, we wanted that because that's part of the advantage of having a pen like this where, you know, it's the the power filler thing. Yeah, so you can see the movement there. So you can you can sort of see the, mm-hmm. the mechanism inside there. It's got your, you know, double reservoir. So it's like you can get, you know, basically a cartridge's worth of ink in the front section there before you have to unscrew the filler knob. Um, and it's kind of interesting because these have evolved a little bit over time. Um, I actually have our older exclusive here, which was the Luna... So it's a nice little throwback. So there's a couple of changes that have happened uh, over the years. You know, this this one was a screw thread, which was not unusual for that time. And this is how most Opera Masters have been. But when they gave us the option to do a hook safe lock, it was like, oh, heck yeah. Um, especially on a big pen like this, because we just don't see that very often. This one does have an ink window, which is kind of cool. But that, you pretty much like have to do that with the screw thread. You can't really do the ink window with the hook safe. Or, or maybe we had the option, but it was like really expensive or something. I can't remember. I don't recall having the option. Maybe not. Um, but the grip itself is slightly thinner, slightly smaller. It's got that extra little trim ring there, which I don't know if that's just something they do standard um, with the non, uh, what is it, ink window option or what? The nibs have changed. So the Luna, back when we did it, was the old palladium nib. Now it's an 18-karat nib. Um, So that's just something different. And then the overall dimension is relatively similar, but I feel like it does taper a little bit more. So it ends up being a little thinner on the end, and the filler knob is a little smaller, which I actually like better because the old version of the pen was slightly more back-weighted, and the whole pen was just a little heavier. So I feel like that actually does make it you know, write a little bit easier because yeah. it's not quite as chonky. Um, and then the the cap of the pen, relatively similar. A couple of small differences here is in the center band. You know, it used to just say kind of opera. Some grades right in the front there, which looked okay, but it looked a little, I don't know. It was looked like a little more of an afterthought. Yeah. I like the Visconti I like the v v logo there. It looks a little, little better. Um, and then the resin in here, it's not quite as deep like the the enameling i think mm-hmm. in the clip the clip is very similar but the enameling is not quite as deep which you know i don't know how i feel about that i kind of like the, the thicker a little bit more but honestly it, it looks pretty good as it is um and then the the logo the v logo has changed a little bit over time so i couldn't uh, you can't even really tell what's happening no, i like the, the more one. minimalist v i do too it is a little weird i mean this is how they do it but to me it feels like it should be 180 degrees like the v should be more this way oh yeah i can see that as opposed to this way but it didn't bother me until you pointed it out there you go now you can't unsee it (laughs) but i mean it's just whatever it's just an aesthetic choice it looks fine either way but i don't know this is what looks like to me but anyway so 920 dollars for this pen so 
it's definitely up there, more of a collector edition. Um, it is numbered limited edition, so the numbering is going to be right here, kind of subtly uh, on the filler knob. And uh, yeah, there you go. Large in capacity. But I don't know. To me, I don't know how you feel, Drew, but the whole pen feels, I mean, I'm sure we have the tech specs on the site, which I should have looked at, but because of the slightly smaller grip and the smaller knob, the pen feels lighter, which I think is a big improvement. Cause yeah, this, it's already this a one, pretty big This pen. one was pushing the limits a little bit on the heaviness. I think and, a lot of it has to do with that grip section. I mean, you, there's just less metal The overall. grip and the knob, yeah. If you, really, you combine the amount of metal that has been taken off, yeah. it's considerable. And I, yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, would, this pen's not around anymore. And honestly, like we've, we've carried some opera masters and stuff, but I don't know if this is more representative of like, all the opera masters are doing now. I believe it is. So it's it's probably something that's evolved over time. Yeah. Not like oh, the all these features are special for our pen. No, not necessarily. Um, but uh, the resin is for sure. Yeah, and then and then of course this is the chrome plating. So I mean the lighting here is not great. So you can't really tell as much the difference between the chrome plating and the ruthenium. But when you hold them side by side, you can see it a little better than you can. Yeah, I can um, tell. If you're just looking. Especially with the nib. Yeah, and if you're just looking on the website at this, it does look kind of chrome. Yeah, look very chrome. Yeah, especially next to the dark material. But yeah, there's definitely a difference there. So there you go. Fantastic. And that's our combustion. I'm really excited about this, Ben. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's been an honor to uh, be able to do this. And we've been we've been hashing this mm. one out for a while. But uh, it's cool to be able to do it. All right, now that we have more or less covered some pen related things we get to truly just jump off the cliff here into nonsense land by talking about what's happening drew what's happening in your world uh, well okay well let's see um we i decorated for the holiday season mm. put up some lights um clark griswolding your house there no no ladders yeah i have i have a no ladder policy okay. everything is just ground level i okay. put Nets over the uh, shrubberies, and I put right. um, some some little mini trees up by the front door. Nothing, nothing extravagant. We have a light up corgi that goes up by the little lamp post. So That's very fitting. Yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. Okay. We did uh, for this year buy some cheapo little window lights because everything was at ground level, so it looked very like the whole top of the house was all dark and right. Um, so window lights like. For the inside of the house, yeah, you just to, put in the windows. Yeah, like, so little, little tiny, super cheap. Uh, okay, stick on like suction cup windows with one AA battery in each of them, and they can be on a timer, so that's cool. Okay, um, you basically light them all up, have a remote, put them on timer, and then go scatter them throughout the house. Uh, I had enough that I put one in every front facing they're like window. Little, they're like little proximity mines, like in uh, Gold Goldeneye. Nice. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and then uh, the suction cups have been varying in their functionality. Oh, okay. So there was one that I put in the uh, laundry room uh, window. So mm -hmm. that's like the other. So there's the, you know, the house, and then the house has like kind of a chunk poking out the side, which is the laundry room. But it does have a front-facing window. So I was like, you know what? Let's do that one. Okay. So it's not like one of the most noticeable windows, but mm -hmm. it's still facing the front. So it's in there. Okay. The next morning, I wake up. You know, it's the weekend. The dogs need to be let out. I still want to sleep. Mm. But I feed them. I'm just kind of like lumbering around and I look at it and see that it's uh, still on. I'm like, oh, why is it on? It's supposed to be the timer thing. Huh? So I lift up the blinds to, you know, take it so I can re-timer it, I guess. Right. And as soon as I lift up the blinds, the thing just falls down back behind the washer. Oh, gosh. And so I was just like, 
Nope. So it's still there. <laughs> just chilling behind your washer. That's, I'm not going to. No. You'll get it like five years from I'm now. I'm done. No, I'm not doing that. It's. If it was like a, you don't have, like, do you have like a little reachy grabby? I should like get a thing? reachy grabby thing. Yeah, no, I don't. I have, have one, one you can borrow if you need. You, you, know. Know, you don't need to buy a reachy grabby thing. No, I'm like, I thought about getting it, but it's not a super important window, so I was like, oh, forget it. Fair Stupid enough. light. Fair enough. Just, just of course, and, but it was of just, it, was, it would fall behind the wall. It was just comical because I'm just like, oh, let me check it out. Flop. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Like, nope. Turn around, walk away. <laughs> forget it. Um, yeah, fair and then uh, more holiday decor drama. Every every year. Uh, we, since we've had Archer, we've taken a holiday picture with him in front of the tree with our dogs to the left and right of him. Okay. Even when he was a little baby, you know, there's a picture of him walking down under the tree with his little button, you know, the two dogs actually behaving and sitting still while he wow. absconded. Uh, and then, uh, for a little while, both the dogs and the child were listening to our commands. Um, okay. the dogs were always like looking up cause we had treats. So it's like Archer like, ah, and the dog's like, but anyway, it worked. We put it on Christmas yeah. cards, sent them out and everything. Nice. This year with three corgis. Yeah. How's that? Two, two that are relatively new um, that we have not really got down the sit, stay command. Mm. Uh, one that is, you know, almost 12 years old and she, she'll stay put. But uh, so we had listening dog on the left there, new Hank on the right, and he barely listens. Mm. And then Archer's in the middle with our very uncooperative, still technically a puppy, Felix. Mm. And so most of the pictures have have him just like wrangling this dog. You know, it's just like all of in his face. And he's just like trying to smile, but you can tell <laughs> like he's like sport. you can tell he's like gripping this thing. So his smile's like ah. know, a very forced smile. Yeah. yeah. So it was just a mess. And then mm. I'm like, okay, I think we got it. They all ran away, got treats and good. And I'll look at my phone. I'm like. Oh, no, no, we didn't get it. So we needed to reposition everybody. Mm. And I didn't get in the same position that I was initially. And then I, we just gave up. And I told Shannon, I'm like, I think I can probably Photoshop some of these together. Maybe it you turned Mike, out to be. Michael Scott, the thing together? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I probably had oh, wow. seven layers wow. on here. Okay. Because a dog's paw was over something that I didn't have that thing. So I needed to get that elbow from another picture, put that on top. Oh, my gosh. And then there was some where I like had to cut out the dog. And put them in there. But where I cut out just didn't look natural because it's fur. And no matter what you do, you can't yeah. cut that out. So I'm like, I need to find another piece where that dog's fur intersects with oh Archer's knee. I'm like, all right, there it is. So I've got that little intersection. Oh pop that gosh. on top. I think it came out okay. Um, it, 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 Good enough, right? But that wasn't the end of the drama. Oh, boy. The end of the drama was that we order this stuff from, you know, uh, Shutterfly or whatever. And I get the actual cards delivered to our old address. Oh, no. Was it just defaulted in the system or whatever? Because we had bought stuff from there before. <sighs> so we realized, I was like, oh, it's been delivered. Uh-oh. Where? <laughs> it's not like that hasn't happened before. I mean, we've had it happen before, but then I checked the address, and sure enough, old house, which I don't live far from. Right. But had to go there. Um, oh, wow. So... I drive up and you know, walk down the incredibly slanted driveway, you know. Yep. And luckily, they installed a storm door, and that was closed, but the big door was, the main door was open, so I could see into the house. I could see somebody was there, like, sweeping or something. So I'm like, hi. <laughs> I am not a Sorry. weirdo. And they, like, crack open the door, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hi. I think that I might have had a package accidentally delivered here. 
What is it? I'm like, I, I think it's like an orange box. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they handed it to me. It had been opened. It was like, oh, sorry, I wouldn't pay no mind and gave it to me. And uh, the whole time, I'm just like so awkward. And I'm like, I feel mm. like I'm, I'm speaking to them, right? I'm like, hi, sorry. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm like, it's so God. And I walk away. I'm like, man, dude, you're lucky that that was easy because you were just the most cringy person in the world. But I got them. They're fine. We address them. Don't have any stamps, so we need to get some stamps. But other than that, that 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 <laughs> chapter is that chapter is complete. But golly, okay. man, wow, freaking holiday! That cards. sounds like a saga. We didn't do them last year. We do. We took the picture just for tradition's sake. Yeah. But uh, last year was sad because it was just the one dog. It was yeah. like, yeah, we had two, 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 one, mm. and now three. So pendulum making up for it. Yeah, it's averaging sure. out. Yep. Um, okay. And then. Uh, another holiday event. My realtor, who sold us this house, sold our old one, mm-hmm. had like a client, a uh, little light refreshment and Santa visit thing. So I was like, oh my God, that's so good. Because if you take your kid to see Santa at like a mall or something and you want a digital copy of the photo, yeah, good luck. They charge you $20 at least for the smallest package of photographs and then maybe they'll give you the digitals. Normally you have to buy like the second tier of printed photographs in order to get the digitals. Cause they won't just sell you the digitals because they know that, you know, the value of that is pretty much nothing. <laughs> and you're going to expect it to be like five bucks because how much does it cost? Like, is it wearing and tearing the camera to print out, to send a file? No, not at all. So what they do is they have to package them with actual photographs that you don't need. Mm-hmm. It's a nightmare. It's crowded, disgusting kids everywhere. Yeah. So realtor says, Hey, we're going to have Santa here. I'm like, great, free, wonderful, let's go. Initially, when you said that, I thought that your realtor was going to like come around to your house. No, no. Santa and deliver treats. And I was like, that's um, really proactive. It was at the Virginia Cliff Inn where we just had our wedding redo pictures where we got married. Um, Nice. Okay. So So like hosted an event where Santa was there. You could bring your kids. That's that's pretty clever. It was perfect. It was perfect. We go there. Archer's like, "Uh, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to. Sit in his lap. You don't have to sit in his lap. How about we just get a family picture taken? Stay next to him. He's like, okay. I'll get a picture taken <laughs> with you guys. I don't want to tell him what I want, though. I was like, okay, that's fine. I just want to write a letter. I was like, that's he's fine. You can write suspicious. a letter. He's suspicious. He's very suspicious. He's so skeptical. And I said, I said, because I know that he gets panicky when he changes his mind and he's not ready for something. I said, hey, just have to have two things ready to ask him in case you change your mind. Because I can totally see him being there and be like, I want to ask him, but I changed my mind. I want to ask him, but I don't know what to ask. I'm like, mm. all right. So I've told him to think of two things just in case. There you go. So anyway, we get there, take the picture. Santa's like, uh, you need to tell me what you uh, what you want for Christmas. And he just like looks at me. <laughs> he doesn't want to do it. No. So I'm like, he's 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 shy. He's so, shy. so I shuffled him away. And yeah. he just did not want to have anything to do with him. So right. he has never it been happens. he has never been comfortable with that. And it's not like he was uncomfortable. I asked him, he gave he had the choice. I'm not gonna make him take sure. the picture. So yeah. he was cool with the picture, but doesn't like talking to Santa. Doesn't like that. I mean so okay, fair and enough. also last two years it's been just a no a letter writing thing because of COVID and whatnot. Yeah. So it, yeah. that's just not a that's not in his brain as something that is necessary. Like bound to happen. Yeah. Know. Okay, fair so, enough. So but that got done. You know, we've never done the like take our kids to Santa. And really, never, never. That's fine. You know us. We got so much going on. Yeah, Ellie's birthday is right before Christmas. If they don't, if they're not asking for it, then you know they know they're getting presents regardless. That's what I tell Archer. He's like, yeah. "Well, I still get presents." Like, yes, you will still get presents. It does not matter if you go with see Santa or not. Yeah. So, yep, we did that. Um, 
Uh, and then let's see. Oh, what about your tacos here? So we had too many tacos. Friday, That's, Archer. Archer. I don't understand. Friday, Archer had. How, how is this a thing? I mean, not too many tacos for me. I'll eat tacos all day long. Yeah. Friday, Archer comes home, says, I had tacos for lunch. We're like, oh, great. Well, tomorrow night we're going over our friend's house and we're having tacos there. Um, and we did. We go over our friend's house who, who had a uh, kid that's Archer's age. He loves hanging out with him. So they just mm. had a Nerf battle for like three hours while we just sat around and Sounds talked. awesome. He loved it. He loved it. We had tacos. Great. Next day, we go over another friend's house, um, which we do every Sunday. This okay. is our normal Sunday routine. They also had tacos. So Archer oh had gosh. three days in a row worth of tacos. Shannon and I had two days in a row worth of tacos. What's wrong with this? Um, nothing according to me. Shannon was tacoed out by Sunday, so she did not really participate in taco having. But uh, this is we're, this is where we're different. Rachel, she would eat tacos like all the time. It's like one of her favorite foods. Yeah, it's the perfect food. Yeah, I love it. I mean, all, also going back to the waffle conversation, mm-hmm. you could easily put taco stuff in a waffle. Oh, like, yeah, easy. Waffles can be everything you need them to be. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we had a ton of tacos and. Um, a good amount of uh, social gathering as well. And one thing I noticed Sunday while we were at the taco venue, our friends uh, Josh and Jeffrey have a uh, a Ufi camera, like a security camera mm-hmm. or Ufi, whatever. Uh, I had just bought one as well, a doorbell camera. Okay. And the day I bought it, I found out that it's been revealed that this company is basically you know doing facial scanning for China, and it's been all over the internet. Be like, don't buy one of these. I was like, ah, crap, whatever. <laughs> Um, so I'm like, should I send it back? I'm like, no, I have a, I have a meta headset aimed at me all the time in my living room. So whatever people, people have my face if they need it. And then I realized that it's like, well, somebody's already stealing my pretty security at Josh and Jeffries. They have one of those cameras indoors. I'm like, dude, that thing has logged hours of me at this point. So whatever it's there. Um, but the thing's been a little wonky. I have like, like ball shaped decorative orb things on our railings outside. Yeah, yeah. It thinks that's a person because it's oh. got a little head and shoulders on it, apparently. Oh, gosh. So I had to, like, draw a little exclusion zone around it. Like, no, not a person. So I guess the facial recognition's uh, not that spot on. It does not, yeah. doesn't know what a face is. <laughs> so, yeah, that, okay. that's, that's pretty much it, though. Been a, okay. been a solid solid time in my world. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I haven't done uh, I mean, we can we can segue a little bit here. I haven't done a lot of the decorations thing. Well, Again, you, live, we live, you live back we live in the pretty, darkness. We live pretty rural, so yeah. Do you, do, you have, not... do you have driveway lights, like, going down? No. Because that, that, that could be nice. No, it's it's horrifying, scary darkness out there. You should there. do one of the, Have you seen those? that cool pavement that has, like, the glow-in-the-dark pebbles in it? Yeah, that sounds like a lot of money Also, work. it does, but you wouldn't actually... I don't think they would... Uh, Get enough sunlight during the sunlight. day. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's like a, a driveway through the woods. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, it's pitch black. The best thing you could probably do would be a lot of interconnected, like all weather, <clears throat> like strip lights. The stuff that's like in that transparent tubing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That would probably that would look tacky. You don't want that. Yeah, and our driveway is like eight hundred feet long. Yeah. So that would nah. be a lot of lights. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it's fine. We just have headlights on our cars, and I have I invest a lot in flashlights. Yeah. I have a lot of light. You could always decorate your mailbox options. if you really wanted to do something, but. I could, yeah. But, you know. No, you're, you, no one's going, like, past your house unless they're trying to get to their own house. Yeah, and we live, like, sort of, you know, further down the neighborhood, so to speak. Yeah. So it's, it's not- like four houses maybe yeah. that might see our house or driveway or whatever. Yeah. So it's, like, yeah, so it's really just it. for us. I wouldn't do it. And, yeah. 
So we're like, yeah, we're fine. Yeah. We'll decorate the inside of the house. That's good. Yeah, we've got so a, we've got a, we do plenty. Of. We've got a pretty good. Like, we've got a neighborhood where some people definitely go all out. So we're participating. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. that's fun. I like doing that. I like going around. Um, you were telling me about a trend. I haven't seen this for myself, but where people are just like taking just giant bunches of lights. The barf and, like, lights, yeah. Yeah, just like tossing it out their second story window. It's something I see a lot downtown. And it's just um, like coming like, like kind of cascading yeah, the, down the house. The row house is downtown. They just open a window, you know, seal it up afterwards, but they just dump a bunch of different string lights, you know, of all varying sizes and colors, yeah. just out the window, cascading over their porch awning and just landing on the their little garden in front. It's <laughs> out there. Is that like the whole decoration? Yeah, that's it. So, wow. That's... I've also seen people decorating their Halloween decorations. Like, they have, like, a 10-foot skeleton that now has a Santa hat and some lights around oh, it. Oh, okay. Interesting. So I, that's a pretty solid idea. Yeah, too. especially if you, like, already had it up for Halloween. Yeah. Just keep it going. Yeah. Get more life out of it. That's pretty cool. Neat. Um, yeah, very cool. Um, so, for me, let's see here. What have we been doing? Um, Joseph and I are working on this little project, this little wood, this little display case thing that I kind of... I think I mentioned this before. For his Legos? For his Lego. Yeah. yeah he's got the Star Wars battle scene thing. Um, so, yeah, that's coming along. We've more or less dimensioned the wood, and this thing is going to be so big, it's going to be ridiculous. But you know what? He's excited about building it, and he's learning how to use a planer and a joiner and all that stuff. So we're, like, doing it. Do you have to, like, it. make sure that – because I know that when people buy – or when people manufacture <clears throat> furniture mm-hmm. um, and even manufacture – furniture to be assembled mm-hmm. it needs to they, they pay attention to door openings and hallway openings and all the yeah, yeah. The, the coded you mm-hmm. know dimensions of a home yeah. are you thinking about that like for this it's not really a concern okay you said it was because, gonna be pretty huge well it's it's five feet long so it's gonna be very long so are you gonna be able to navigate that up your stairs oh yeah okay it's five feet long, but it's only like 10 inches tall or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Like so it's 16, very narrow. 16 inches deep. Oh, okay. It's basically going to like fit the top of his dresser because he's got these like Lego. I see. He's like oh, okay. giant Lego I was plates. picturing like a piece of furniture. Like, no. Okay. No. Okay. But it's just, it's just really big for a display case. For, for small Legos, yeah. I yeah. So, I mean, but he has a vision for it and we're seeing it through. Is so, it going to be glass or plexiglass? Plexiglass, yeah. Because he wants to be able to like remove the top and like mm. rearrange and kind of play that in it sense. as well. Yeah, of course. So I'm like, okay, we're gonna see how this thing goes. Nice. So you know, custom little project, but it's uh, it's coming along. Nice. So, I don't know. I just get to spend shop time and with him. It's like what I've always wanted. So nice. Pretty cool. Um, done some little bits of welding here and there. I've been breaking stuff, fixing stuff. You know, just having a good time. Breaking stuff so you can fix it. Not so I can fix it. Good. More just like using equipment outside. That's how you know when you have a problem. Yeah. I'm not getting angry and going out and breaking stuff. Green Hulk? No, it's more just on Blue Hulk. I have equipment and I use it. And by using it for a period of time, it will break eventually. Like ah. Things break down. So then, yep. you know, it's like feels good to like, you know, because I have some more artistic type things that I've like welded or woodworking or whatever. And that's always fun. But it's nice to like, oh, this metal thing has broken you either, what do you do, like replace the object or go get it repaired somewhere? Or it's like, no, I know how to weld. I can just fix this thing now. So like I've got enough experience now where I can just be like, oh, I'll just weld the crap out of it and make it better than it was before. And so, you can also yeah. invent giant leaf-blowing monstrosities. Absolutely. These are the fun things that I like to do <laughs> in my spare time, apparently. Um, so I've been doing some of that. Um, nothing that's like, I don't know, exciting enough to like really share or take pictures of or whatever, but, you know, just... Use your imagination. Have you watched any uh, holiday movies yet? 
Um, Do you have any on the list? Any must-haves, must-watch? We watched watch some of like the Peanuts ones, you know, like around Classic. Thanksgiving time. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Ellie, Ellie really likes to watch Christmas things way off season. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so we've been watching How the Grinch Stole Christmas since oh. like July. So wait, what? Yeah. She oh my loves, god. She loves listening to Christmas music in very off-season times on the regular. So okay. I'm not like starved for experiencing that because we do so much regularly. If you get a chance, I know that movie watching is not a thing that you like to do when you could be doing something I don't mind doing outside. It. Sure, sure. Uh, but we watched, this is the second, we watched it last year, we watched it again this year, mm-hmm. Klaus on Netflix. Okay. Um, it's like the story of like the origin of the Santa Claus legend. And okay. it is so good. Okay. And now, I'm not saying this, to say that this is good, a good thing, but I literally, like, tears are out of my eyes the entire time. Wow. Like, both Shannon and Archer were making fun of me because I'm just, I am a sap when it comes to any emotional movie. I'm just like, okay. okay. <laughs> Constantly. I mean, I'll let it, I'll let it go. Oh, man. It, it, is so, yeah. it is so heartwarming and beautiful, and it's like, yeah, it's fantastic. The animation also mm. is so cool. I thought about it when you were talking about using a planer because he, you know, makes toys and stuff. Okay. Uh, but... Yeah, if you get the chance, it is such a good movie, and everybody, everybody, I've never, never seen that one. When when did that come out? It was like maybe it's a relative, 2018 or something like so that. Like relatively, yeah, recent. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It was a it's a Netflix exclusive. Okay, I'll have to check it um, out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, pre COVID, sometime yeah, 2018 sounds about right. 2018, 2017, maybe. Um, okay, but it, it's 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 the most recent like annual watch that I have had. All all like hmm. the other Christmas movies I've been watching for like all my whole life. That yeah, one yeah. is like one that I will absolutely watch every year and is pretty, pretty modern. Okay. I'm yeah. sure we'll watch White Christmas because that's big in Rachel's. Family. I would love to watch White Christmas this year. We haven't watched yeah. that for the last couple of years, but it's, I, it's I, I miss it. That's such a good movie. It's Yeah, it's pretty classic. Yeah, that's a very fun entertaining. One. Do you think that Bing Crosby came out with that recording before that movie? I, I asked Shannon this yeah, the, the, yeah, the other day. Yeah, I think so. So you think they made that movie because he had the famous song already? I know that that's not his song, but believe, he had that famous recording of it. Yeah, that's his song. He, you think yeah, he, that, was, that was his song? That's his song. I don't know that he wrote it personally. No, but, no, but, but like, like, like he's he's the originator of that song. I'm pretty sure. Oh, so then, then you think they did the movie because he had that famous song? I believe so. You don't think the movie was the, the song was from the movie? I can't remember. If they may have like sort of <clears throat> coincided. I, 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 yeah, I'm it's like it's a chicken or the egg. Did I should know this because I've seen the movie many times. Well, I've seen the movie a bunch of times too, but I have um, no idea. Let's see here. Da, 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 da. Because, um, yeah, I, those, those Christmas movies, for some reason, they're, like, so timeless. I have no idea when any of them came out. Especially, like, Christmas Story. It takes so, place. So it was written by Irving Berlin. Oh, the song? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well, he did the musical. So I guess he did it for the musical. So you're probably right. It coincided. So it's definitely an Irving Berlin musical. Right, right. So uh, it probably, it's probably from the musical. And then became... You yeah, know, radio, I'm, I'm reading up an article here. Radio plays here. Yeah, he wrote White Christmas for a musical. There we go. That eventually morphed into the 1942 classic flick Holiday Inn. Ended up winning an Academy Award for the song. In 1954, it was a title track of another Bing Crosby Christmas musical, White Christmas. Okay, so so, so he made it for the movie. And then Bing was just So the like, song wasn't written for him. It was written for the White Christmas musical. Right. Ah, uh-huh. there you go. Or written for Holiday Inn. Wait, I thought you said he wrote it for White Christmas. So he wrote, Irving Berlin wrote White Christmas for 
a musical that morphed into Holiday Inn in 1942. And then in 1954, it was a title track. So Bing Crosby's version of it, I guess. But didn't Irving Berlin do the play, do the, do the musical that is White Christmas, like the, the, the movie? That's a good question. Um, like that's his play. That's a good question. I don't know. Like he did Sound of Music and all that too. Like that, that's, that's, his, that's his deal. He's the musical guy. Anyway. You're asking things that I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm trying to read, but I'm not a fast reader, so well, I don't we'll, have all your answers. We'll but. figure that out. Somebody out there knows which came first. Yeah. But Ra- anyway, Rachel would know all these answers. but <clears throat> Shannon will probably um, know too. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, they're real big into that one. Cool. No, that's a solid one. Especially the sister's song. Yeah, in yeah. There. Rachel and her sister oh, would do that song all the time. So of that's course. pretty funny. Um, yeah. So that's probably, I mean, we don't have like hard like traditions and things that we have to do around really any holiday. Shannon wants uh, to watch Elf this year. That's like, she's laid okay. that down. Like Elf needs to happen. Okay. And then uh, Archer watched both Home Alones for the first time last year. So he wants to redo those. I tried to watch Home Alone with my kids last year. They wanted nothing to do with really? it. Really? Archer loved it. Ellie especially, like I tried to like prep them and get them like into it. No. Oh, because like the home burglary thing. Just like, she, we were like ten minutes in, and she just like she refused. Was was it scary for it was, her? Yeah, she oh. just, she didn't like it. She just didn't mm. like it. The whole vibe. I have yet to see Archer scared of something, but I did recently watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. I watched it Friday afternoon. Oh, that's an and intense movie for it, a kid. It is. I'm not going to show that to him, but okay. like I'm going to watch all the Indiana Joneses because I saw the trailer for number five, and I'm like, okay. you know what? Let me go revisit them, including Crystal Skull because that one's pretty meh. Um, but I'm like, you know, let me give it give it another shot. But also while I'm doing this, I'm kind of in my head saying, would these would any of these be mm. good Archer movies at age nine? And uh, mm. so far, no, too too much, too many dead bodies and stuff on uh, Raiders, uh, and definitely not yeah. Temple of Doom, like actual hearts being pulled out of chest. That's a weird one. That was yeah. the one I saw the most as a kid because that was the only VHS we owned. Yeah, also nineteen eighty four. I think that's um, the one I've seen the most as well. Same, yeah. yeah. But it's definitely it's my least favorite. It's it's the it's weird. George Lucas wrote that when he was going through like a really bad part of his life. Clearly, I think he had like just recently got divorced and his dog died or something like that. He was <laughs> oh he gosh. was he was in a rough patch. So um, the heart so, ripping out was maybe a not so, you know, hidden metaphor. Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping that it, after watching Crusade, I'll be like, yes, Archer can watch that one because it's they are fun movies, but he might not. They, just they might, are, but they're pretty intense. It might not they're be time. Intense. Yeah, yeah. The only freaky thing about Crusade is that the end when he drinks the wrong cup and yeah, but that's like. His face doesn't melt what like it spoiler, does. Spoiler, Drew. Gosh, oh. spoiler alert. Oh, I know. I'm so sorry. Jeez. Golly. Gotta give people time, man. It's Dang. only been, what, 25 years or something? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, kids have been playing chess still. Of course. It's definitely a thing. And uh, I'm trying to be cognizant of how many projects that I get into at a time. But I would be lying if I said I haven't watched many YouTube videos about building your own chessboard out of wood. You know, because I'm like, I I'm asked you about that. And you, were, you were like, no, the wood doesn't play like, well no, together. No, no, but it's just, you know, I, 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 I'm happen. watching how other people are doing it. I'm like, oh, okay, that's oh, how you do it. Could and do I'm it. Like, I do have some <gasps> really nice looking woods that would look and pretty you great. You probably don't, you don't need a lot of it either. No, so Those you can smoke. use some like really like cool exotic mm-hmm. woods and stuff. And it's like, oh, I have some really cool stuff on hand. I'm like, oh, I have too many projects as it is. So I don't know. We'll see. And then it's like, you know, turning the pieces, that's where it's more time consuming. But I'm like, you know, you can turn pieces to look like anything. And like, I could make it simple, you mm-hmm. know, like more contemporary styling. You yeah. don't have to be like all this weird carved, you know, stuff. And I'm like, nope. 
or I could just buy pre-made pieces and then just make the board. So I'm like, I don't know. Like the kid, because the kids like we're, we're still playing it and it's like, okay, this might, this might be like a little more of a long-term thing. You know so what? I, maybe I, I will. I bet, spend some time on it. I bet you could get plans for like, like I'm sure that they sell like a jig or something for you to at least outline the basic shape of Oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a common it's thing not, to carve. I'm sure yeah, it's if, not. Honestly, I don't even need anything special. Like I have a lathe, I have, I have the ability to do it. It's just like the time, you know. It's, yeah. It takes time, but you know, it's like if I just make it like okay, this is going to be a project that I do, and I just you, you know, do it. especially because like if I'm going to turn chess pieces and stuff, like you can do that in pretty short periods of time. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll probably yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm trying. I'm trying to pace myself, but you know, we'll I see. want that Jack Nicholson gif right now. <sighs> yeah, I know. So anyway, I haven't committed to it, but I am looking at it. And I have yes. many videos saved in my YouTube playlist. Um, also, I haven't really talked about this, but this has been a part of my life in the last several months. So Joseph, I mean, our kids play video games. That is definitely like a part of our life. Most of them I can't participate in because we have the Switch. Rachel plays the Switch a lot. That is her safe space. I go in the woods and she goes into wherever. That's me as well. Animal Crossing and Not Not the Zelda. Switch, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really don't get to play video games. I mean, phone games, maybe, because that's my own device that I have. But any other system, I'm like, I have, I would have to, like, plan and commit for time to compete with either Rachel or the kids. So I'm like, whatever. I got plenty of else to, like, keep me busy. So I really don't do it very much. But uh, one thing that I do play that Joseph is super into is a game called Bloons. Oh yeah. TD six. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's an app, right? Yeah. It's an app. You have balloons and monkeys throw darts and pop the balloons. I played that back when it was only a, it was Mm -hmm. like a flash game. Yeah. There's like, it's been around for a while, but I mean, they're on version, whatever, six of it or whatever. Yeah. I played it before it was an app and it was just online. It's a, it's a, it's a really fun game. Oh yeah. Like really good physics and stuff. I'm I'm really picky with phone games because like, it needs to be like something that's not too much of a commitment and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So anyway, Joseph's super into it, watches YouTube videos on it, and it's become his like go-to thing that he talks to me wow. about. Talk to it, about. What is there to talk about? Oh, Drew. It's well, just there's a lot. Throwing darts at balloons. But there's different monkeys. It's like talking to somebody about Tetris. But there's different monkeys. Like some of them, you know, use different weapons and oh. throw them. Oh, this is different. And, so I remember when it was just one monkey, one dart. Oh, like, no. I will have to show you this. Oh, okay. It's a whole thing. Oh, goodness. All right. That's not, you the, can upgrade. That's not the blues I remember back can, in my day. You can upgrade the monkeys that have different popping upgrade abilities. Upgrade the monkeys. There's magic monkeys. Magic There's monkeys. military monkeys. There's oh, support monkeys. Yes, you can have monkey villages. Oh, this is already, you can now I don't. Increase income based see, on when they're popping. And it's it's. See, cool. you've already turned me off of it. I, it's I would, surprisingly complex, You were talking to me about it, but then I'm like, well, I should download it again. That was a fun game. But now all this, I'm like, no, that, mm-mm. Yeah, it's, 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 it feels like a bit much to dive into. Yeah. But Joseph's super into it, and I can tell that, like, he he's at that age. He's, like, going to be 13 soon. He's at that age where, like, all the kids get into, like, kind of their weird specific thing. And they all just want to, like, talk at each other about this stuff. And, like, he's got some really good friends he's had for a long time. And, like, some of their interests are not overlapping maybe mm-hmm. quite as universally as they used to. So there's dynamics there that are interesting that we're working through. So I, I guess could, in, in, I can tell that, like, I probably wouldn't play this game quite as much if he wasn't also as into it. Yeah, it's good to, so no it's matter like, what he likes, to support that and yeah. let him have somebody to talk to about that. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's or like, just, like, like, that with Roblox. Like, I can't. 
Yeah, Joseph was super into Roblox. I can't but like, stand that game. The graphics are so bad. I'm like, why don't you play yeah, something better that's just... Try to nudge, just, them, try to nudge them away from that because Roblox... Uh, there's like a like, chat component. Oh, no, that's all stuff. shut off. Okay. Uh, he, has a, he has a very strictly regulated okay. tablet. Joseph was starting to get into that, but this was years ago. I guess maybe some of those features weren't quite as honed. Yeah, no, I've read a lot then. of scary articles there's about like that. There's like some very malicious things oh, that can happen in there. So. No, he can't, he can't chat with anybody on that. Okay, but... Anyway, this is a perfectly safe game, and Joseph and yeah. I played together. So nice. It's been pretty fun. So that's kind of fun. Um, and then just like a general like personal thing of like just with I mean running a business, having kids, all this kind of stuff. I'm very I'm feeling the middle age is like it's like right there. You know, like I'm I'm probably I'm, I'm past the point of oh hello middle age there in the distance. I'm like. No, nah, I'm pretty. I, I think I'm. I think I'm there. I think I'm. Pretty, it's it, it's you know. I'm in it. <laughs> it's probably not as much about the age as just the mileage, like the life stage. The, the, I would say the mental mileage. Yeah. Like a, as a business owner that has been oh, yeah. on a growth track for as long. Like oh, just, yeah. You haven't had a chance to. Rachel and I basically rest. We, we basically skipped our twenties and we just went straight into yeah. Like the level of like responsibility and stress and everything of the thirties. We went into that and like. 23 you know and so it has not stopped so that combined with like just all the stuff with covid and like i was remote at home and hybrid and all this kind of stuff now i'm i'm spending more time dedicated back in the office which is good but like i have all these pens and stuff that i've acquired and some are at home and some are at work and i'm just like i've split i nothing was like organized you know it was like organized three years ago and then all this other stuff i haven't integrated it back in so everything was just kind of a mess and I just kind of reached a point where I was like, okay, I, I, I think it's like wearing on me more than I realized. So well, um, good, good for recognizing that. Yeah. Yeah. And props to our HR director and other folks on the team who've like helped me to like see that they're like, you know, Brian, you know, you've been under stress for a while. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I know, like no, no, duh. That's my natural state. <laughs> right. So sometimes it's hard to like, know, like, oh, okay. Yeah. When do I need to like maybe do something about that rather than just like doubling down. But it's like, okay. So I, I think in the last couple of weeks, I've been able to recognize that more, readjusted my schedule a little bit, you know, some of these types of things. And like, I'm actually going through and like reprocessing some of my physical stuff, you know, and um, going through, you know, our project management stuff and all these types of things. Like I did a lot, I did that for our team because we recently changed project management software a couple months ago. It was a big project. We did that and I made sure everybody on the team was good, but I had all my own tasks, my own stuff, which only impacted me most directly. That stuff I like kind of delayed and didn't really do as much because I want to make sure the function of the team was all set. So I've had like all these things like that where stuff just kind of piled up. So I'm addressing all that. So, you know, all the all the things that I've just like left unaddressed with like the COVID stuff um, ever since that hit. Now I'm like fine only going through and like really going through and processing some of that. So it's probably gonna take me a little while. And I got some like health things that I'm looking into, you know, I'm, I'm like at my heavier weight of where I want to be. So I'm trying to like address that a little bit more. I've been trying to do some diet stuff and it just hasn't, it just hasn't worked. So I got to like figure out some different stuff. And, you know, so I'm, I'm at that point where I'm like, all right, I got to, I got to try some different things. So, you know, I'm all good. Like it's not anything that like is anything. I don't have like a specifically identifiable thing other than like everybody reaches that point where they're like, yeah. I think a lot of things are just coming to a head. Yeah. Like I've been the rock for everybody for quite some time now. And it's like, I think I might need to be the one to get some help here a little bit. And everybody's been very supportive of that. So yeah, it's kind of like a general thing of where I'm at. So I don't have like any like 
it's weird because I don't have a specific thing to be like, oh yeah, this <clears throat> happened or oh you know, but it just no, kind of reached a point where I was thing. like, yeah, okay, I think I've got at that point. It's 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 sometimes just a mental state where you need to just kind of focus inward a little bit. And yeah. Also yeah. realize that <clears throat> you can't be the help that you want to be for everybody else if you yourself are yeah. not at your best and yeah. And like I was talking with my brother-in-law about it too, because he's he's kind of the in a similar way. He's like the oldest of he's got like three younger siblings, and he's always been the one that's like been the more independent, more kind of stable one. Um, and uh it's the kind of thing that like when you're used to being like the one that a bunch of people can lean on at different times, in a way it can make you feel like, well, I gotta I gotta be solid so that everybody else can kind of always have something to lean on there. Mm. Um, but then also like when somebody who's used to being more solid gets a little wobbly, like everybody else starts to freak out because they're just not used to having to support the person who's usually the rock. Right. Yeah. So I definitely have some of also, that. Also they don't know how, happens. like even if they have, right. they're like, Oh, right. This person never needs support. How do I do that? Cause everybody's different. Yeah. You know what, what, support looks like for me is completely different than what support likes for you. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to, the last thing I want, and I, uh, this probably ends up being a bit of a, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy sort of thing. I don't want to like feel like I'm not okay in certain ways. And I'm speaking in generalities here, of course, but like if I'm not okay, then I like tell somebody else. And, uh, where was I going with this? Um, and, and like, they don't know like how to, how to deal with that or what to do. And then I end up comforting them yeah. because they don't know what to, and I'm like, well, that's not helpful. So I then tend to just like hold stuff in more. So, you know, I'm not like, I'm not out of touch with any of this stuff. And like, I see a therapist regularly yeah. and these types of things. So like, I'm, you're, I'm you're, really very, you're, you're very good yeah. at maintaining uh, your, your, your uh, tools and making sure that yeah. they get uh, changed out. Like Generally things speaking. get oiled up, you know, just treat but yourself like, like your chainsaw and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, like the five chainsaws that I have. Yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> But like, yeah, so it's things like that. It's like stuff builds up over time. And yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, okay. There's like probably some stuff here that I've let go a little bit too much. So You got to floss know, the times, man. Floss those times, right? That's stuff right. builds up. So, yeah, generally pretty good. But like I am just – I'm making that space to, to you know, take care of some of that. Good. Now, I probably should have crashed and burned like a year and a half ago. Yeah. With all the stress of COVID and the fact that I didn't. Is probably a minor miracle. I mean, but Mick Jagger's like, okay. still alive. I think he died like 20 years ago. So, <laughs> right. so it's like, yeah. So it just the ongoing management of like the stress and all that. It's like, okay, yeah, I, I'm I'm just readjusting things a little bit. So good. Yeah. Nothing major. I'm just gonna keep doing pencasts and videos and things like that. That's not the that's not the most stressful stuff. It's just all the like, it's like we call it pebbles in the backpack. Yes, right. So it's it's no one thing. It's just all these little things that have been built up over years, and now it's like, okay, maybe I need to like clear some of this stuff out and i've been doing some of that and getting even just like me recognizing that other people on our team and other family members and stuff like that have totally jumped on board and been willing to help and it was like oh okay so even just recognizing like this is what i need right now everybody's you know super willing to help so even just as we're starting to clear stuff out and process things like literally the reason i was eating lunch you know with a handful of turkey and a smoothie don't make me feel bad for making fun of you brian (laughs) that's right if i'm gonna feel bad don't even say it i like went through everything at home because like before we had our family visit it's like okay i'm gonna have like a five-year-old a seven-year-old run around the house i can't just have like expensive pens out on the desk and all that stuff so like i packed up all that stuff into bins and like shoved it up in my closet oh no and so it's like how many of those are inked up well yeah exactly Ah! so it's like these this has happened like several times over yeah. the last three years. And so it's like I have bins and bins and bins of stuff that's just mixed yeah. context, mixed, you know, so it's like 
okay, I'm going to bring all that stuff to the office. 100%. So like right now my office. Oh, I saw. looks like a war zone. When I went in there to get the uh, Visconti. Yep. There's like piles of stuff and you're just like, what is happening in here? But like getting everything in one place, sorting through it all, making piles, making things and and delegating stuff. asking for help. Asking for help. Yep. So like Jen came in, we worked over lunch and like, wow, what a difference that makes. So yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at. First step is just getting it all out. Yeah, that's right. So not doing any good in that closet. No, it's not. But and there's more too. I got to go back. Still, and find yeah, more stuff. Get, but, you, know, you know, I mean, you know as well as I do. Just getting out there, talking about it. And Absolutely. Some, yeah. You know, talking about it just makes it real. Mental health stuff, yeah. man. Yeah, for real. It's legit. All right, um, that's all my stuff. We got some company updates, and then we can wrap this sucker up. Right, we do have one video that we have released since the last pencast. This is a Drew special, uh, five game-changing fountain pen accessories. So I'm excited so, about this one. I feel very strongly about these. Yes, basically right just my way of you. telling everybody to buy a bulb syringe. So yeah, spoiler I mean, alert: I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's greatest, greatest tool. You it just, is. It's like spoil the videos, but there's other there's other accessories. Four more. Um, so go check that one out. Very YouTubey, relating hard into like what YouTube wants and its algorithm and. Let us know what you think of that. Um, and then just, this is not anything that I want to blow out of proportion. We've got a lot of illnesses that are happening inside the company. It's not affecting like shipping and delivery times, you know, at this point. If it gets worse, who knows? But like everybody had Thanksgiving and family visits and that kind of stuff. And then nothing COVID related, thank goodness. I drove but in like, yesterday all and kinds of like stuff. I thought we were closed. There, there were like three people in the office. I had to walk in the back and be like, yeah. Is anybody here? Like, no, it was like half our fulfillment team it just was had weird. There's some flu stuff. There's random other things. But I will mm-hmm. say, you know, we used to have it be especially around the holidays. People would come in pre COVID. People would come in and be like, yeah. you know, and you're like, oh, like you, you really should, you need to go home. You're sick. I feel like people have been a lot better about that they really since have. COVID. Well, most of just our with team, all illnesses, you know, most of our team is in, in especially there. We've got one person. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we've got two people back there that were hired in the last you know year, but most everybody back there has been with us since like 2016. Yeah, or the tenure um, on our fulfillment team. So they they get it. They get like yeah. we're not going to get mad at you if you take a sick day. Like we don't expect right. you to come in here when you are ill. So they're finally right. getting that. And when 90 percent of an office understands that the 10% that don't like very quickly do because they just get the atmosphere. So everybody's very, very plugged into the fact that it's an understanding culture. Absolutely. So that's good. We've gotten better about that. We've addressed that more and we have, you know, we have better metrics around like turnaround time for our our products and stuff like that. Yeah. Nobody gets praised here for overworking themselves. No. I mean, probably Rachel and I are the some of the ones who do it the and worst. nobody <laughs> just and, for our, because of our own and everybody's drive. always trying to really all in but. yeah everybody tells us to like take time off more yeah. than anybody else but no i mean um so again it's not anything i want to blow out of proportion our team is handling it really well it's literally just like no nah, this is like, yeah company this update. Is like life stuff that yeah. people are dealing with but it's happening you know we almost put it in the newsletter this week but we didn't even want to because we want to blow it out of proportion yeah. so i think we'll be able to handle everything okay you know knock on wood that it will, but there's definitely more illness and stuff in general that's going around right now. So, you know, we're f- seeing that yeah. just like it's happening in the greater population. And I didn't add this into the, uh, um, into an official question, but we did get a question about how many people work uh, here at the company. If you're mm-hmm. ever curious about any other member of our team or how many people work here, we have a section on our website called about us and meet mm-hmm. our team. So go meet our team. It's got a little fun fact about everybody. Mm-hmm. Got a picture. It's says when they started with the company. So if you're curious, they're all there. We have photos of everybody, every single person. We don't omit anyone. So Mm -hmm. uh, they're there if you're curious. There you go. 
Very cool. All right, that's all we got. Let's wrap this thing up. All right, everybody, I want to thank you for watching. Please leave us some feedback in the comments. Let us know how we're doing. Ask us some questions. Chime in on any of the questions that we answered if you got your own thoughts. Um, be sure to check out GoodlyPens.com for your fountain pen, ink, and paper needs. Subscribe, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all these places. Um, and you can email us at pencast at GoodlyPens.com, yes. especially if you're an audio listener. And my fun fact for today is holiday-themed, Christmas-themed specifically. Um, so this is according to Good Housekeeping, so take it up with them. I find random things on the internet, and I'm always like, I'm going to talk about this, but I'm not going to check five sources and make sure it's accurate. So nah. anyway, according to them, apparently Santa's reindeer have had a host of different names over the years, and I did not know any of these, and I thought you would find them interesting, Drew. So Rudolph was almost named Rolo or Reginald. Reggie the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I love it. It has a little different ring than Rudolph, too. Reggie. does, yeah. Um, but his crew also had some other names. So they've been called Flossy, Glossy, Racer, Pacer, Scratcher, Feckless, what? Ready, Steady, and Fireball. Fireball. He was from the Rankin-Bass special. He was Rudolph's friend with the little... With like he was like a little ginger friend. There you go. I'm fireball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, a thing. Oh, that's that a little bit of throwback. A little bit of a little bit. Of Scratchy's disgusting. Like that's like a mangy reindeer. Scratcher. 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 That's still terrible. Scratcher. Yeah. I mean, dancer, prancer, racer. Makes racer sense. makes sense. Racer, pacer. Those all make sense. Yeah. Flossy. No. Flossy. And glossy. Glossy. Feckless. That's the most and interesting one. Feckless. 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 Yeah. F-E-C-K-L-E-S-S. Somebody was at, somebody on the team was asking me, they were like, does that have like a n- not safe for work connotation to it? Oh, well, we've like, already said it. Well, so. I don't know about that, but the dictionary, whatever.com definition, lacking initiative or strength of character. Irrespo- <laughs> irresponsible. <laughs> oh, what yeah. a burn. That poor reindeer. Yeah. Miriam Whisper says, someone feckless is lacking in feck. Super helpful. Lacking in feck. So feck is like, Go get them. Yeah, weak, ineffective, worthless, irresponsible. It's it's a pretty harsh. That's a very milk toasty insult. I was thinking about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, milk toast. M I L Q U E T O A S T. Look up that word. It's feckless. I please don't ever call me feckless. Feckless. If I ever see that in one of my evaluations, I will a, cry. A feckless milk toast. Oh, oh. It's just. Oh. <laughs> nobody will understand what you're actually saying, but if they look up the definitions, they'll be very insulted. Absolutely. Feckful apparently is also. A word. Please put that in my evaluation. I want to Drew, see. You've if, been if, very feckful. Thank you so much. So feck means majority or effect. So it's an alter, ultimately an alteration of the Middle English effect. So someone without feck is without effect or ineffective. <laughs> so in the past. So basically, you're pointless. Kind of. Oh, it's a. Hard, you have no it's effect. A, it's a harsh word. That is. Oh, sorry. It's uh, falling out of favor. Why would Santa name a reindeer that? That must have that must be just the most useless reindeer in the world. Yeah, I know, right? Like it's like I, I imagine everybody flying and this thing just like dangling because it's not <laughs> like even doing face, anything. Facing the wrong direction. It's just flopping there. It's just <laughs> it's just like hanging in its harness with legs just like sl- totally asleep. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I kind of like that. Feckless. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. Thought that was a fun little thing to share. <laughs> I think this would make a great movie. All these original reindeers. Yeah. And it's like, like an alternate timeline. I can just for, I can imagine all these 
these have more personality to them than the currently existing. They do, yeah. The rest of them, it's like, okay, they're all kind of like interchangeable, like, yes. like personality-wise. Yeah. You know, like, I could, what, Rudolph and whatever, Donner, maybe? Yeah. Like, is Donner the one that, I don't know. I'm really only thinking of the claymation yeah. special. Was Donner yeah. like the lead, whatever, captain of the, whatever? The, the there head? was really no, are you talking about there was a gym coach? Um, no, there was like one, there was like one of the head, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I think I clearly think, I haven't watched that. In a I long think Donner time. was Rudolph's dad. Was he? Oh, maybe. He was. Oh, I don't know. Apparently, I need to rewatch. You'll wear that. it and you'll like it. That's right. Anyway, that's all we got for this week. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back with more sweaters and other things next week. Bye, everybody. Right on. <laughs>